I'm Alex. And I'm Adam. And this is Bropium for the Masses. <laughs> Welcome to Bropium for the Masses. This is uh, Alex, always with his Adam. <laughs> or party on, Adam. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I couldn't help myself. Oh, yeah, the, what is that thing, a kazoo? Yeah. The pull whistle. <laughs> Welcome back, friends, after, we had a bit of a hiatus there. Um, we had, we had some stuff happening. Uh, yeah. Adam, you were forcibly removed from the place you were living in yep. due to your horrendous crack habit, but you found it was, you new, know what? A crack den, essentially. Yeah, a new crack den. And it wasn't even the crack itself. Honestly, Alex, it was the smell. Crack. Oh, yeah. Crack yeah. smells. It's not, it's an odorous drug. But you didn't, um, you weren't using a spoof every time you, you um, smoked your crack? Alex. I am not 100% sure what that is, so I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and say no, I used light bulbs. Every <laughs> that makes less sense. Everyone who's listening to this podcast and who has um tried to hide their weed smoking from their parents as a teenager knows what a spoof is. Ah, of course. Gee, I'm not even sure if it, like I call, I called a spoof or it was called that you know, you know, when I was in high school, I don't even know what it's called now. It's probably it, some, bro. It's the nineties. It's, it's a better name than a spoof, but what it was uh, was a very low tech. It's a toilet paper roll that yes. we crammed a whole bunch of bounty uh, dryer sheets into. <laughs> I remember these. And then you put a bounty sheet over it with an elastic, and you yes. blew through it. <coughs> and the smoke. Once you, <coughs> so, <coughs> I, I'm, I don't know why I'm coughing all of a sudden. It's, it's almost like I'm like getting real high. <laughs> I'm using a spoof right now. That's why I'm able to so aptly describe it. Um, yeah, so you'd blow through it and then the smoke would come out smelling bounty fresh instead of that dirty weed. So it, this actually makes no sense if you think about it because you're smoking the joint and the smoke from the joint is actually rising. It's not like you're putting the spoof over the joint smoke yeah. so, so you know like we we're smart but i'm not sure this, that it worked that well could you could you create a hybrid like spoof bong where you're drawing in the air through through the water of the bong mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you stuff your bong full of bounty sheets and then suck essentially bounty fresh into your <laughs> lungs which <laughs> which is probably probably just as good as fiberglass and or asbestos but well, Kids eat Tide Pods, so I don't think this, this is, is that. I says this seems less dangerous than eating Tide Pods. It's to it's me fair enough. It is. Or, it's or lighting it's the a firework. Killer. <laughs> True, <laughs> or like lighting a firework from your butthole. This I, seems less dangerous than that. But Alex, I'm not those, a safety expert. Those disclaimers before those movies that showed us those expert stuntmen, <clears throat> yeah, teaching us how to swim in sewer sewer filth and. <laughs> fight bulls and launch bottle rockets out of our sphincters they had disclaimers at the beginning of this movie saying when you try this at home don't blame us i think i'm pretty sure we all we all got the message go try it at home okay speaking of safety when was the last time you bought a five gallon pail the last time i bought a five gallon the like farm grade or you go home depot you gotta or wherever home hardware you buy a five gallon pail did you have you ever looked at the safety instructions on the side of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm not kidding. It has a baby tipping like into it and drowning, and it's like 
this is not a, ba- a baby bath. <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh my God. So, okay. The yeah. lesson here, you know, don't go chasing five gallon pails. Stick to the, you know, the, the two to three gallon mop buckets you're used to. Correct. Correct. That's the... Um, TLC said it best. TLC line, they, I mean, poets, they were. Yeah. They were ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that song drives me literally crazy. I can't. <laughs> Oh, so uh, what are we talking about today? We've got we've got some topics. A lot has happened on our on on my crack hiatus. My my cricatus? My You know what? I heard my Anthony my Anthony Ketus? I don't know what to call it. I don't know. Um Katie Herzog said this best. She's like, every moment you're not talking about the news, the news is changing. It's like drinking from a fire hose right so there's just so much always happening that it's like what do you even pick to talk about <clears throat> and actually a lot of people have asked me this like um you know how do you guys get your topics or um uh, how do you know what you're going to talk about do you research it beforehand and i say yeah like we kind of like talk about what we think is the most sort of relevant topics of the day what we're interested in talking about too like i, I don't really want to talk about um climate change that much you know, we, we pepper it in, but it wouldn't be like, I don't want to do a deep dive on it. I think that people are feel beaten over the head by it, but you know, I don't know. I don't want to talk about, uh, uh, religion in a serious way either. Right. Only it's a passing joke we make about stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, it, <clears throat> yeah, and, know, so, that, and that it poisons everything, which yeah, we exactly. will get to later yeah. today. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it, there's just certain topics I think that we always find, um, to be, more interesting and more relevant and i don't know that's what we like to talk about so i I don't know i don't know yeah i don't i don't really know how we do it i could browbeat our listeners with domestic tax reform but yeah that is something that only i and zero of our listeners would enjoy (laughs) so i think you know what we've got we have it's it's tough when you go through when you when you sort your topics and you either want to go from crazy to batshit insane or dumpster fire to slow moving car crash. So Alex, you tell me what <clears throat> what what sliding scale do we want to live on? <laughs> I like I <laughs> I kind of like dumpster fire to the slow moving car crash. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And immediately then, you're surprised and then you're like, oh, and then you wait for something a little bit. It's like, oh, you know something bad's gonna happen. We gotta wait on it a little bit. So you gotta wait. It's a, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a little instant gratification followed by delayed gratification. Yes. So yeah. then so then let's start with one that is if true, would be a dumpster fire. And in <laughs> yeah. the long run would be terrible, but right. clearly <laughs> is not. So Bolsonaro is at it again, Alex. Hot <laughs> diggity damn. What's his first the, name? Uh, uh, Yair? Yair Bolsonaro? I, I'm, I'm sure how to say it. That's <laughs> why so I was asking you. Jer? <laughs> oh, Jerry. Jerry Bolsonaro. I should get the, the phonetic. Well, it is. It's uh, Brazilian Portuguese, so it kind of sounds like Polish, only someone tried to speak Spanish it, first. J-A-I-R? Yair? Yair? Yeah, Yair, Yair, Yair Bolsonaro. Let's just call him Bolsonaro. Well, JB, he's that. What is he? The president or prime minister? Or what do they call themselves, I th- sir? I think it's a presidential system. I think president of Argentina. 
Brazil, sorry. Brazil, not Argentina. Uh, Brazil, sorry, not Argentina. Um, yeah, he, he believes, again, he doesn't know it to be true for a fact, but he believes it strongly that getting the COVID-19 vaccine increases your risks for AIDS. Clearly. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't even want to tease this out because does that mean, I, I, I don't even know what he's saying. Is he saying you're at risk for getting a blood transfusion that's has, is AIDS blood or uh, like you're when you're, if you're sharing dirty needles with people who have HIV, you're at a higher risk of getting it. So is it, isn't that already a high risk behavior? I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I just don't know what he's saying here. Right. Like, so- if you're a mother who has AIDS and is breastfeeding and your baby has, and you have the COVID vaccine, what are you going to, you can give That's, the baby AIDS faster. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's actually saying. But it's, it's also, it's odd because you have to, he, he, the way the claim is made, it sounds like he thinks you can catch AIDS. Yes. Like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I caught AIDS the other day. Oh, it's, the worst. it's like, dude, did you wash your hands after going to the bathroom? You could get AIDS. It's you like, you could totally get AIDS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, a COVID vaccine? Totally easiest way to catch AIDS is get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. I, I, I heard it and I was like, this is a dumpster fire waiting. To happen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So I do like that. I like when people say things that are so dumb and, and obviously dumb. That you wonder, you have to wonder. It's like Boris Johnson's hair, right? Yes. It's like people go, oh, why doesn't he comb his hair? It's like, hold on. You think Boris Johnson doesn't know his hair is messy? Like, bro, he absolutely knows. He knows. He's not, he's not walk. He's not that much of an idiot. I mean, he's an idiot, but he's not, he's not like, I don't realize my hair's messy type of idiot. Like, it's just not oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. it's my hair messy. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> asked loads of times like why, why don't you comb your hair and he's like oh do i need to like he he's he's cut it's just it's a shtick is what it is it's just yes yeah. so when Nora said this i thought what is this about you what is he distracting way. from yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah what yeah. what section of the amazon got turned into firewood while Correct. this guy Correct. said this <laughs> 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 like, north 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 half the south half all the half it's pretty much so Ladies and gentlemen, this is just further proof that yes, most, if not all, politicians are at least some some portion of stupid. And this is where I always like to I always like to praise. We actually we brought this up before the uh, nobelitis, like the, the yes, Nobel effect. Yes, politicians are usually really good at becoming politicians. <clears throat> That's. Kind of the, that's kind of the thing they're good at, which that's right. could be, you know, could be, yes, they might be a good orator, but most of the time they just, they gave the right hand jobs under the right banquet tables and they're just dumb in most facets of life. People that don't know the price of bread, gasoline, or dare I say it, Granny Smith apples are just dumb at most things. You're out of touch. Super capable of becoming politicians. But <laughs> my God, are you just like, Jesus, you're an idiot. Have you considered politics? <laughs> like, well, I failed at everything else. I might as well go into politics. Might as well go into politics. Yeah. yeah. Politics. The real estate of jobs. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm Alex, that's not real estate professionals. That is, I'm, I'm that just is 10% of Canada's economy that you just accurately portrayed. Mm, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if I like that or not, but anyway, we'd have to get on that. But um, yeah, so just remember when when a politician, especially a really senior one, says something so stupid, you have to think: A, what are they distracting from? B, they must know that's not true. And then C, this person is actually that dumb because their name is Donald Trump. So yeah, right. I was just gonna say like this is this has that, so much bleed over into into anything that you've heard. Donald Trump say or Matt Gates say or or Marjorie Taylor Greene or there's an Tucker exception Carlson to every rule, or, Alex. Yeah, yeah, you could just there's, go on. Here, a, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <clears throat> they're not distracting from anything. Sometimes they do actually eat their own bullshit. They go to a yeah, bull. Yeah. They they stroke that bull. They watch that bull defecate. <laughs> they get a bowl, a spoon, and they just saddle up and eat their lunch. <laughs> this reminds me of when Marjorie Taylor Greene said something like. Uh, you know, the Democrats are doing this. What are they, the gazpacho? And it was like, okay. <laughs> it's like, I think you mean Gestapo. But she, she, I don't think she actually knows. I think she's heard the word in a movie yeah. and then just said the only word that came to her mind. So she has a cursory understanding that there's, the Gestapo may be a force to be reckoned with, right? So yes. some type of police or secret police. So she she has some reckoning of this. Bad she guys. They're, they're bad guys, yeah, in her mind. But she doesn't really know what the word was she heard. But it sounds like gazpacho. You know what? Maybe it's gazpacho. <laughs> she does this calculus thinking, I'm going to say this, and yeah. people are going to nod. And then, and if they don't say anything, I obviously got the word right. right? It's like... <laughs> I mean, I've done this myself a few times where I use I use the wrong word, but then I immediately realized it was wrong. Like, but I, no one else could. <laughs> no one realized it was wrong. I'm like, no, that's not the word I meant. Well, uh, but whatever, just keep going. This this <clears> is like a a there's injustice is a soup best served cold. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. <clears throat> but being the worst part is like these. Fucking idiots double down. They're they like, do. Mostly. They're like, yeah, yeah. They are the gazpacho. They are this <laughs> yeah. Mexican immigrant soup coming across <laughs> our borders. It's cold tomato soup. Cold tomato soup. How dare you? It's too much cayenne. That. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is that's the problem. They double down on their stupidity, nah. and then they gaslight everyone who tries to say that no, you're a dumbass. They're like, no, so with the word police now, it's like, no, I'm just. No. Just don't want to listen to you. You're an idiot. Nope, just reckons <clears throat> the anglais. Um, which that that kind of leads us in. We've we've outed our two main characters of the next dumpster fire. Yep. That that could be a slow moving car crash. Old uh MTG and DT, <clears throat> old uh Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump are apparently maybe being floated for the 2024 presidential ticket. Could you imagine? No, but I think <clears throat> this is what really worried me that I saw happening this week was that there's a lot of um, Trump loyalists being elected in Republican primaries, right? So like election deniers, um, uh, the, 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 um, QAnon believers, like these people are beating reasonable. Well, just, hold on, <laughs> I don't want to go too far there. They're beating Republicans, which I would otherwise want to run against a Democrat. There, these are the these are far left, far right people 
uh, again, QAnon conspiracy theories, uh, you know, stop the steal type candidates. They're winning some of their primaries, like at least four in the last uh, couple of days in states where there were where there were um, primaries for Republican candidates. So the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump as running mates for the 2024 election, that doesn't seem too crazy, right? Because if you get enough delegates who want them as the candidates, who are the stop the steal QAnon people, they're going to be the candidates. Like that's kind of the way it's going to be. I mean, I don't want to say that like uh, America's ready for Marjorie Taylor Greene as a, as a vice president, but you know what? They kind of are They're They've sunk low enough now in virtually every category, infant mortality, life expectancy, medium mean household income, uh, availability of health services, abortion rights now they've sunk to the lowest rung in a way that marjorie taylor green is probably the candidate they deserve on the republican side so Mm -hmm. i feel like donald trump and her are their perfect running mates for 2024 in some ways and again your your states that are red are electing these crazy uh republican um nominees for 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 senate or for for the house right so alex crazy is an insult to those seeking asylum and or mental health help these people are fundamentalist christian nut jobs yeah that's that, okay? that is true don't yeah. don't insult the crazies by putting they're like whoa 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 i right yeah <laughs> i may have multiple personalities that get me to commit manslaughter from time to time but jesus i'm a leftist like, but i don't yeah. believe in a magical man in the <laughs> clouds believe, yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah it's like guns the Bible and uh, family values. This is they're yeah. running on this kind of like trifecta, which is just perverted by by religious dogma in some ways, right? It, so. Yeah, it's it's constitutional <clears throat> dogma, it's religious dogma, and it's almost there's this weird. You know, anyone who's played uh, Bioshock Infinite, shout out, oh, awesome, under, understands this that Americana <laughs> can can very much become this this weird worship of the founding fathers the the formation of a constitution even though the the extra writings we have from <laughs> america's founding um uh, founding representatives or the people who wanted to say screw the king i want to start my own country we have all this extra writing on them saying you know we you know it's it's tough to create your own country there's a lot of implications Let's not get this wrong. Maybe we make sure we separate church and state because we don't want that interest to affect the voting populace. We need to protect minority voices, be whatever minority that may be, things like that. And then they're now seen as these like godlike figures to the American public, which is dangerous because then once, you know, once they're seen as gods, they're, they're seen as this infallible thing that did infallible things. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And if they did infallible things, then that means the Constitution <laughs> is the Bible of these writers, yeah. they, of these yeah. framers, which is dangerous because it's not the, I think it was Thomas Jefferson who wanted to rewrite the constitution every 20 to 25 years to make sure it was still relevant and topical or at least amend it. Um, ben, ben Franklin, you know, uh, a, a, a polymath it's probably going a little too far, but a guy who knew a lot about a lot of things, he was even worried about, you know, this democratic experiment he was creating with this ragtag group of misfits because he was just like too many dissenting voices in one room could change the way the course of the we build this democracy yeah so this now this this minority voice that is so loud that is taking over essentially 
legal positions, elected rep- representative positions across the United States, it's really starting to become this, oh, this is this is how a this is democracy is what you make of it, actually. Yeah. And yeah. This is this is where it can become <clears throat> this is the church authoritarian. Line. And this yeah, is the, yeah. It, it's it, democracy is great if you can keep it. So, but I think it, it's strange to me. You, I, I just think, how can if if there's such a divide, if it's such a fifty fifty split, what's happening? But it turns out the redistricting and jan- gerrymandering of the Republican Party is actually how they're they're being able to win. I guess you know what you got to admire the game, right? If I if I make it so that everyone who I know is Republican votes in a certain district and I, and I draw all these crazy lines to make sure that they all, that um, the district looks totally red. Even if a Democrat runs, there's no way that district can be won by a Democrat because the district's painted in these crazy tetrahedrons in a way to make it so that it excludes minorities, any democratic voters, um, uh, but takes in all the sort of white suburbs and small business owners. It's like this is the way they sort Alex, of divide people up, right? Even even more th- even more nefarious. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have one or strongly democratic uh, group of people in the middle of surrounding areas that all are red. You gerrymander that region so that that little bit of blue gets dist- or that big bit of blue gets distributed up to little bits of blue across eight different pieces of pie. So then you're proportionally, your one big bit of blue is now distributed as little bits of blue across eight different sections of red that are all proportionally smaller, which granted, you know, gerrymandering is done on both sides. Like there's, there's no doubt about that, but this is very much, this is very much how, you know, a unified front, despite being a dogmatic friggin' nut job one can be very effective at getting what they want yeah. in, in play, by playing the political game um, with like very much singular goals. Like that. And that's real recognize real, you know, shout out to the pioneers, Alex, shout out to the pioneers like Sarah Palin, who proved that you can be dumb and almost be electorate, elected, you know, vice president of the United States. Like there's, yeah, there's, that's the scary part. So when you say they, you know, they might get what they deserve as a Republican Party. Remember the pioneers. Remember the trailblazers who saw Russia from their front doors, Alex. Well, I guess my problem is um, I'm not saying I'm smarter than most Republicans, but I think what they're doing is giving the their quote unquote leaders a pretext to dismantle all of the social safety nets that poor Republicans and poor Democrats alike really rely on. So it's almost like, so I don't know if you saw this. It was, it drove me freaking crazy. There was um, CP24, which is like a news station here in Ontario. They just do 24 hour news all the time. Right. So technically qualifies as a news station in Canada. Yeah, I, I, I think they do. They were out asking people about gas prices. Gas prices are high. We all know that. We won't get into it. Um, I think we did a whole podcast on why gas prices might be high, right? Um, so anyway, they like asked this guy. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. He's a guy riding a Harley. And oh. he's like, he's like, they're like, so hey, what do you think about the gas prices? He's like, man, 
I can only eat steak like once a week now because the uh, gas prices are so so high. So it's like you're riding a Harley. That is not your primary mode of transportation. You clearly have another vehicle, maybe two, like you have one and your wife has one. You have enough money that you have a luxury vehicle, Harley Davidson, which I don't know how much they are, but they're not cheap. You're complaining that you only get steak a couple times a week or what? I think he said a couple or one. And you're on your, your Harley, right? It's like, do you even realize what you're saying? Then he starts going into a Trudeau diatribe about how the feds got to get on this and they got to they got to stop, uh, you know, making it harder for them to live and they got to decrease taxes. And I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's the type of guy who's going to vote conservative against his own self-interest and find himself in a place where he doesn't have health care anymore. Right. And this guy was like in his 50s or 60s. So eating like, red meat often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like you are just I, I just looking at him. I thought this guy's going to have a heart attack in the next five years of his life. And he's not going to have any health care because he voted conservative and they're dismantling it. Right. So that's what I, I see the Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump sort of uh, this team, this team of team on fire, if you will, <laughs> this dumpster fire of a team. They're just they're going to take Republican voters in the middle class and low low class. They're actually going to make them they're going to take them further down. Right. Donald Trump's presidency saw the greatest in, increase in the economic wealth gap. Or I should say in the in the wealth gap in like the history of the United States. The rich got way richer under Donald Trump and the poor got very poor. Right. The So I just. I almost, I think that's why I say they deserve this because if you're going to keep voting this way, your life's just going to get harder. Look, you can't be helped. And eventually, you know, here's the good thing. I think that the, the right will eat itself eventually, right? So, so much of this stuff, the stuff, the stop, the steal, the January 6th stuff in the United States, that the consequences are if you go too, too far to the right, right? Into like, you start playing the Nazi game there, you know, like you start associating with that fringe, you actually alienate some of those uh, people on the right who are near the center. Those, then that moves the line again, right? So we've talked about the line moving, shifting Mm -hmm. left and right, the centrists, you know, and and I think Elon Musk made a comment about this or made sent a put a drawing up on Twitter that was like where he was politically and how the center the center keeps moving past him and, you know, so he's like, I'm a liberal, but then the, the, set, the, the line moved past him and now he's on the right and he doesn't mm-hmm. know how. I think that that's going to happen. I think the right's going to end up eating itself here. What do you th- What's your thoughts on that? Oh, well, it's it, as, you know, I, I what is it? As, as you approach fascism, the chances of you're falling out a window increased drastically, at least in Russia. Yeah, like that's like right. <laughs> it's one of those, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you, it becomes. It's not even like it's not even like an accidental Ouroboros. Like, oh, it's just a f- infinite snake eating its own tail. It's like, no, that right. snake will just straight up eat its tail and bleed out. Like it yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, Why? Because yeah. it was just like <clears throat> that tail's against me. I was always lagging behind me. Always right. following me wherever I go. For so, people who don't know what the Ouroboros is, it's like essentially the snake eating its tail in a sometimes represented in a figure eight and if yeah Maybe. sometimes it's an infinite eating snake or just, yeah, or just a circle something. but sometimes yeah. a, a, you know like an, a, the infinity symbol is a snake eating its own tail anyway so that's what the Ouroboros is that that's <clears> where <throat> this this whole this is kind of like where the interesting 
Um, a great example of this actually might even be, um, you know, sectarianism in, in Islam, where it's mm. just like, oh, no, we're real Islam. And they're like, you're not real Islam. You don't even read the hadiths that say we get 72 virgins. They're like, yeah, those are written by guys from like 100 years later. And they were kind of like high on op- or like, you know, on Hashish yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, but the hadiths were the prophet's words that other people recorded. And they're like, no, like that's kind of just totally messed up. We're like, we're just the Quran. Like, that's how we should do Islam. And they're like, nope, hadiths are bust or else you're not real Muslim. And then you get And then you get this infighting. Yeah, yeah. You get this infighting, violence. classic yeah. sectarian violence. And it's like <clears throat> almost, almost like, well, you, you made your bed. You believed yeah. in you believed in a dogma. Where did you think it was going to go? Correct. Pe- yeah, yeah. People will fight literally to the death for what their go what their they what they think their God said is right and wrong. So we have this exact same kind of game in authoritarianism or even fascism because you have people that emerge as godlike figures and then their words become gospel, and ultimately we it's we're not in an era where shit can just be covered up and forgotten we're now in an era where new things get invented out of thin air but recordings of all the old things kind of exist so you're <laughs> yeah, like right. so you're like wait what did the what did the prophet say this time it's like oh, i said you said mexicans are gonna pay for it and they're like yeah well he must have meant figuratively they're gonna pay one day and he's like yeah, yeah totally yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah figuratively yeah. it was figurative gospel so, so i think what you're saying is or maybe we, you might agree with me, like Trump's become more of a cult of personality than, than anything else here. Right. Like you can, you can uh, stop a cult. Well, okay. <laughs> so, well, no, I think, well, the, the reason I say the personality thing is because, um, like I've seen those Jordan Clapper videos, we probably talked about this in the podcast before where he asks a Trump candidate, like, or a Trump fan. So you get in the vaccine. No way. You're not putting that vaccine in my arm. He's like, yeah, but, but Trump, Trump said he he sped up what you, this is a lie obviously. Uh, Trump sped up the processing of the vaccine and got it done faster. And he says it's safe. Are you, you're not going to get it? Oh no no no! I'm not getting a vaccine. I don't trust them drug companies. It's like so even if Trump says it's good, you don't want it. So that th- you have to ask yourself, okay, the cult of personality maybe isn't as strong as we think it is. But generally, they repeat almost anything he says. I'm just giving you an example of a time where it's, maybe it's not a strong argument uh, other than cult. But because he's right all the time, except on one or two things. So, uh, you know, it's hard to say, but I, I still feel strongly about it. it's a, he's a cult of personality. This I, is like people say, oh, North Korea is an atheist state or it's uh, not. It's not Nazis were atheist states. And I'm, I go, oh, no, no, they, yeah, they weren't. They were. oh, that's how atheism kills everything. Wrong. Those were cult of personalities. Yeah. That's a different... That's totally different from a dogma of the dogma of, of atheism. If you could even, I don't, I couldn't even make a case that athe, athe, atheism has dogma. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't have it. It's not it a dogmatic. It literally doesn't care about anything. So also, also <laughs> a dogma, yeah, but. A little clarification here. Kim Jong-un is a god. Like that's, yeah. And that's the thing. So <laughs> he is a okay. god to his people. Again, I don't yeah. think you can say that's an atheist state. It's just, is it a godless state? No, no, it's religious. It's relig- religious. No. Yeah. Is that a word? It's re- irreligious. Unreligious? It's, yeah. It's, it would be. It's with religion. Without <laughs> yeah. religion. Yes. Because he's the god. He can't he have any competing yeah. gods against him. So so this is why I say those are cult of personality, which, yeah. which a cult of personality is more like, 
well, it's a personality cult. It's like yeah. he's the he's the lord, he's the god, and everything he says is right all the time, no matter what. Um, but so and so maybe I'm not making a strong case for Trump being a cult of personality, but no, it's good. Certainly no, everybody repeats everything he says, and we have we have an almost a near identical case. We have um, uh, the rise to power of an underdog, mm-hmm. you know, representing yep. a minority voice that was blessed by kind of like blessing coronation by the Catholic Church. And that man's name was Adolf Hitler. Uh, yep. Yeah, to- totally. The Catholic Church backed him. Um, the yeah, the papal body said you know, th- this is a fine man to lead Germany into the new prosperous Reich. Um, yep. The the former Weimar, which was d- between kings, remember kings were semi gods. They you know they were kind of infallible beings. It's the the, the God's right of kingliness and the God's, yes. God's right of regality. Um, these are all things that religion allows you to do. It allows you to say, I'm of a higher tier, higher caliber. I am more than man. Um, and yeah. And then once you get that, once you get that Christian sign off, which most people also forget 1998, 1999 Pope John Paul even apologized for it. He said, Hey, sorry about the whole supporting the Nazis thing. (laughs) Yeah. That one really backfired. Really sorry about that one. Yikes is what I think he said. Um, ultimately we have again, uh, yeah, this, I could say arguably, yeah, cult of personality supported by a large Christian body, uh, maybe not fully, fully kind of like coronated by the Pope, uh, himself. Um, no, but I, I like yeah, overwhelmingly Trump supporters are white Christians. Oh yeah. People are going to say the old, oh, you've seen blacks for Trump's. Yes. Uh, I have seen a few black people in his crowds. That doesn't mean that the overwhelming majority of his crowds are not white Christians. It just means that there are people. Do I believe that if you can be of uh, Mexican heritage and and come into uh, America legally and before Trump? Absolutely. Look at Ron DeSantis. Uh, so, yes, there's you can absolutely be from another country and still like Trump. But overwhelmingly, his electorate, the people that vote for him and love him and follow his cultist personality and repeat everything the guy says, they're white Christians. Yeah. So, but but I think maybe there's something there. I'm just thinking in real well, time. Well, it's, like, it's if, like if you need a sign that say, like, hey, we're also, and, we're also here too. Like, remember, like if you're the group of people that says like, we're also here, then you're usually a minority amongst the minority. <laughs> yes. <totally. laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Remember, it Not used to just point. be, used to just be LGB. And then your population yeah, grows yeah. of the T and then your, your Q grows and then your plus again, recognition of the minority amongst a minority group. But that usually starts with them saying, Hey, we're here. By the yeah. way, we're also part of this. That is true for all all sides of the aisle. If you're a minority within the minority, you usually have a sign that says, "Yes, we're also here." Yeah, true. Um, Speaking of minorities within minorities, the uh, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Yeah, your, uh, I know we weren't slated to talk about this, but no, what yeah, that did one? Did you see that China was basically threatening the U.S. <laughs> if she visits them, we will respond. It's like it. it, it she's not going there. To start a business, <laughs> it's like what's happening here. So, and and this is where this is where I'm always inclined to when two when two nations that are not at war that trade a bunch with each other that ultimately have ideological differences. 
have the press run almost rough shot on yeah. speculation for what's about to happen. I'm usually pretty skeptical because I'm just like, uh, I'm hoping this is a slow news day. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's peace in Ukraine for at least the next 10 hours because that wasn't the story that got told. The whole, you know, impending doom World War III by Nancy Pelosi setting foot on Taiwanese soil smells of that's clearly what either either one side or both sides wants the press to do. Sure. Because yeah. that is that is like super effective fear-mongering. Yeah. When all she did was get on a plane, go to a country, maybe talk trade, settle, defend a democracy against authoritarianism. Yeah, sure. A few casual snubs. Yeah. But was she straight up like, and we're never going to trade with China again? Exactly. No. Like, I just thought this was kind of overblown. And no. it's felt like press. It felt like a stunt a little bit. You know, it's like, yeah. you know that the Chinese are they're very touchy about all the murders they like to do of Taiwanese people and the Uyghurs and everything. The murders. You know, it's like, yeah. The enslaved, the, the camps. Yeah. Maybe don't. Let's. Yeah. I, I just don't know why. I, I get that she's taking a principled stance, maybe. So from that point, I might respect her or respect anyone who says um, tai- Taiwan is a country and they they deserve their freedom and sovereignty. I would say, yeah, okay, cool. Um, but ultimately, the th- the weight of China's thumb on literally any democracy right now, given that they're the largest economy, I, th- I think everyone has to realize that. Uh, the, you know, the most surprising thing, I, maybe we've talked to this before. It was John Cena speaking Mandarin on a yes. We I think we did talk. John about Cena can speak Mandarin, and he apologized it for was saying crazy. that Taiwan's it was a country. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it, so when you see guys like uh, LeBron James bending over for China, and John Cena's got a YouTube video out where he's apologizing for even speaking about Taiwan. You know, those I I, I think their livelihoods depend on the Chinese government. But to some extent, so does Nancy Pelosi's. So I don't know. I, the whole thing was a bit, it was a bit strange for me and maybe overblown, but, but maybe don't poke the bear. Like maybe that's, is there a lesson there? May, yeah, maybe. But we're, we are talking about Winnie the Pooh here and really all yeah. he wants is honey. Um, no, I, I really do think, so there's hard political stances can't. Are, are are really they're almost immune to the realities of the world that oh, they'd that have to live be. in. Yeah. They'd have to be. Or or Joe Biden's not going across over to Saudi Arabia talking yeah. to Mohammed bin Salman, right? It's like yeah, yeah, it, that's can't be a thing. But uh, here, I just want to bring. Okay, so sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say something. Now. No. So this is where I'm saying. So China is currently in a rampant debt crisis that they're trying to fix with not only the effectively the the defunct construction companies that they themselves were propping up for property development within their own country. But they're also, they also have the belt and road campaign that they're trying to build, you know, shipping ways and and train ways and sail, um, uh, ship, uh, shipping routes throughout, uh, Europe and the middle East so that they can become an economic powerhouse. But they have uh, unfortunately an economic downturn to face right now. And they have more debt from the countries they help build infrastructure for than they have, Mm. prospering shipping yards and train routes. Yeah, yeah, the the Belt and Road right now is kind of a huge liability for China. But 
That economic reality can never be admitted publicly. And ultimately, because the USD is the world reserve currency that China kind of relies on for international uh, trade clearance, because people rely much more on USD for balancing their their books for yep. through international transactions than they do the what is it Chinese yen? Is it Chinese currency? Is pronounced? Let's get the pronunciation here. Or yuan. Yuan. The yuan. The renminbi. Um. Yeah, I guess the renminbi. Uh, that ultimately. That is what's the reality it, of the situation. What's yen? Is that Japan? Yeah. Yen, I believe it's Japan, but I believe yen it's is Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Yi, I so, think yuan is the yuan principal is Chinese currency. Currency. If, yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, you have this, this problem where the economic realities of the country necessitate, dipl- necessitate diplomacy. But yes, yes. the hardline stance against Taiwan being a country has been grandfathered in. So you're like, shit, we need diplomacy right now. Boys, get to those sabers on the wall. Start rattling the shit out of them because we can't look weak right now. Rattle those sabers. True, Please, true. Yeah. for the love of yeah. God. No, it's a good take on it, actually. I, that's, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. just, I think that is the real reality of the news, uh, of, of what happened in ultimately the current news cycle because they, this, this, this is hardly an historic moment. Except no, for I the agree. Except for the fact that it was a woman who went over there and said like, hell yeah, democracy. We'll fight authoritarianism. True. Sweet, done. Yeah, Dunzi, great. What's what's on the news tomorrow? That's really right. gonna that's gonna okay, be the well, real thing. Speaking of Chinese and being and the saber rattling and and sort of a national pride, have you ever walked into a Chinese food restaurant? And by Chinese food, I mean Canadian or Americanized food that has chinese symbols on it because mm-hmm. it's not real chinese food but okay you go in there and you're like why is there a thousand menu items do you, re- do you ever think of that like man they get to way too many menu items and it's not just your local chinese food restaurant it's every chinese food restaurant you've ever been to have you ever noticed that like take a moment and think like yeah can, even I if i've run. been to a yeah like anywhere i've been in the world that i've got chinese food i'm like man there is way too many bloody menu items here i could probably guess yeah, what's it about? Because I so, found out yesterday. Okay, so my yeah. my guess is that it's, pro- it's probably going to be right. <laughs> it's two. No, it's a two parter. Okay, one is that sixty to seventy percent of the dishes have the same fundamental ingredients that they're using. <laughs> that's the true. That is <laughs> true. <laughs> that's that's a sure. B is that um, they're buying those ingredients in bulk, probably direct from like factory, not mm. like. That's my guess because I've I've seen back of house Chinese restaurant kitchens, yeah, and fifty to sixty percent of the food items come in a bag. True, yeah, that that could be one of the reasons that wasn't explored on this particular. So please tell um, me, yeah. So apparently, there's this really famous Chinese noodle house um, run by a th- like third generation um, Chinese immigrant or third generation American from Chinese immigrants. Um, they're like it's like the number one noodle house in New York City. Mm-hmm. And these people interviewing were like, you know, why is there so many bloody menu items? Like, how can you make all these? And he's like, well, the secret is we don't. We actually don't make the, all the menu items. There's probably 25 to 30% of the menu that people know and order. And the other items just never are ordered. So we don't really make them. 
But if you are a chef in China, how you show your prowess as a chef is the number of dishes you can make. Not No one has a signature dish. Because if you can only make one dish well, it means you can't make anything else well. So that, that's their mindset, right? It's like where where if you go into a Michelin star restaurant, it's actually about the few. Yeah, like the it's few like five. five. <laughs> they, make, they make like 10 dishes very well. And that is it. And their menu changes month to month. But those dishes are like, that is what they do. You don't. They've, per, they've literally perfected dishes. Now, none of those dishes are common though, right? So like. So all the dishes on a um, Chinese food uh, in a Chinese food restaurant, they're quite common. Like you've seen mango chicken and rice. You know, you've seen um, Szechuan beef. You've seen egg rolls. Like all the things you could name on a Chinese food um, restaurant menu. There are synonymous across all of them. Why? Because the prowess of a chef is how many dishes he can make, not how many he's perfected. So we we view uh, food culture very differently in North America where we're, we're, you know, we'll pay a hundred dollars for a five course tasting menu that has like one piece of um, say sea urchin on it that, and three peas with a crema. It's like, yes, perfect yeah. dish. Right. Yeah. Where uh, it's like yeah. steak mousse. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. You're not getting a steak. You're get we've blended steak into a, into a thick uh, sort of, Gelatinous slurry. <laughs> we've put it in a CO2 canister and we've moosed it on your plate. It's way cooler than actually slicing the steak yourself. You're just going to inhale gently and you'll get some of this mousse in your mouth or mm-hmm. on your face and it will yeah. diffuse through your skin and that's actually the way you're supposed to take it. So yeah. So anyway, I, I know we've di- that's divergent, but I, I just learned this and I thought, oh, I guess that makes sense now because I always think how the hell can you make all these dishes? This doesn't make any sense to me, right? Nobody yeah. can make this many. And he and he was saying, no, we actually don't make that many. That's the whole point. He goes, so it's sort of show. And we all know it's like that. It's like it's like signing your email. You're like, so it's like oh, good morning. And then you say your email. Okay, uh, you know, th- thank you very much or regards. And then you, it's like, why do we do this? Well, it's email etiquette. Yeah, but if but if we, but we all don't do it, then we don't have to have the etiquette anymore, right? So yep. it's sort of the same kind of thing, right? So it's, it's kind of interesting, these, these like, I like that. When you finally learn. Like a cultural norm that you're totally. Cultural norm, yeah. yeah. You're totally. Or even just like an, indi- that's because that's not only cultural, but that's now become an industry norm. Like when, Totally it is. When cultural mm-hmm. norm becomes industry norm, you really have to look at it as like, oh, how many people don't know that? It's like when people learn that. Um, the late night TV is shot at three, four p.m. in the afternoon, <laughs> or or reality shows. Ha- Wait, take- you mean people aren't up at midnight at a to- at uh, Seth Meyers late yeah. show? Not really, go- and then they go to work in the morning. Like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> or, or reality right. TV is actually a, it's not a, so much a process of filming; it's a process of editing. Like so, there's. Correct. You know, it's, yeah. it's get get three hundred hours of footage so you can get two hours of reactions. Like yes, that's, yes, that's what you do. Totally. And it's like it's like oh wait, when did this conversation happen? Like oh, it happened yesterday. But we like she was wearing the same outfit, so we just we interspersed it in this conversation because it was all the same. Yeah, yeah. This you know, creative like, editing oh. thing, I notice it a lot on. Um, uh, Crystal and I watch uh, Below Deck a lot. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the show? I'm sorry. Who? 
below deck or below deck i th- i yes. straight up th- i straight up heard blow deck and i'm like he's being coy um, no 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little, yeah. i might have slurred my speech here a little sure. uh, no uh, it was below deck yeah it's uh for anybody who has not seen it uh it's it you know it's reality tv essentially right but it's i like the yachting aspect of it or how they run the boats because we i had a, my own boat at one point and you mean, i really you mean, you mean yachting it's yachting yeah, right yachting yes <laughs> yeah, like... uh, i always like the aspects of these things like how they have to how they have to throw the like how the anchor goes in and how they have to dock these massive boats like because when we docked it was literally crystal i'd nose her up to the to the to the um the, the dock and she'd jump off the bow and just like hold the boat tight because like one person can hold the whole boat when it's coming in right so yeah um not these boats though right they they it's very calculated and and they have like a lot of uh thrusters and all this kind of stuff so i like it for that and then you know the drama is obviously interesting or how how a a chef cooks all this stuff on a boat like how do you get a five-star meal on a boat this guy must cook all day to me it's i'm baffled by this so uh you know the show's whatever it is it's okay i guess but um uh, where was i going with oh so you can tell there's a lot of creative editing yeah on the show big time uh, and they intersperse like them taking off their shirts all the time while they're like getting into their cabins and yeah, surprise, yeah, surprise, yeah. they're wearing bra and underwear. It's like, mm-hmm, that's what people wear. But they're yeah. always like cut, jump cut to the, to somebody taking off their shirt and they're in a bra and then they move back to a conversation that's happening. It's like, why would you do that? <laughs> What's happening here? So uh, a lot of crazy editing. You ever get, you ever get like a, become like a super like boat snob and you're just like, oh, that was clearly shot on the port side. Now they're clearly starboard on this side. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or when somebody makes the difference. Head into the bow, not the stern. Yeah, they don't know the difference between bow and stern. I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> what's, the, what's the word? What is the... Oh, there was one. The the the, tra, the trepsum? Tra, tra, the trensum? Trensum? Transom? Yeah. What is a trans? If ed- we'll educate our listeners today, so starboard okay, so is right, forward is left. Okay, starboard, st- starboard is the right side. Well, it depends on where you're standing. So, if the if you're looking towards the bow, which is the fo- the front of the boat, the front is always the bow. Cuts the star- through the water. The starboard side would be on your right. Yes. The and then the um, the stern would be behind you. So stern is the back, yeah. and then the um, what's the what's the left side? Sorry, Port. I don't know. A port. So that's port. Now, I always thought, even look, I had a boat and I didn't know this. I always thought port was on the right side because as I'm docking, I want to be able to see how close I am. So I'd lead my head out and look. And it just made sense that port would would be the right side. But Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we're getting it wrong. I'm pretty sure I was wrong, though. And starboard is the right side of the boat. So anyway, um, a transom is the part of the boat that hangs that it's in the water that's connected to the motor, but it's sealed from water getting in. So the transom is like, um, imagine everybody's seen a a boat out of water and you see the the prop right hanging out. There's like a a big seal, like a black seal that goes around that that keeps water from coming in to the, you obviously don't want, but, but you have all these moving parts that have to be in the water. So the transom is that piece that's sticking out of the, out of the back and then drops down and becomes the propeller. So that's, that's what the transom is. That's that whole piece is the back of the boat. That's that part of the boat. As far as I, as far as I understood my own boat, that's what the transom is. But 
Hey, Alex, I, I won't hold you transom to it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many things that, yeah, like, yeah, we're diverging here on boats. But there's so many things that, um, like, boats run off DC power, not AC. Why? Yeah, because you're using battery power. So it's oh, not okay. an alternating current. It's direct current from the battery. So okay. all the appliances you bring onto a boat, you have to take into account that you're going to run them off DC. So your Let, fridge, your fridge you set up. your boat on fire, or they just you can over like the the um, the direct current coming out of the battery can like blow up your coffee maker if you have a coffee maker that's not really that doesn't want to be on the boat and and have that. So there's things they do to like modulate that power, but um, generally you're getting like 12 volts out of the battery, right? So you got to be careful so, about what you plug in. A question on everybody's mind: hmm. better to be the boat owner or have a friend with a boat correct uh boat uh, have a friend with a boat yeah what why alex why uh, because what does boat stand for it's like bo- uh bring out another thousand that's uh, the, yeah Br- yeah that's it so yeah, this... like just there's two things in boating that are u- universally true one your boat is is going to depreciate quickly but always cost you more money than you ever paid for it <laughs> right? and then and then the second one is that everyone gets two foot itis. And what that means is like, so we, our first boat was a 26 foot Dural citation. And you know, it would, if we just had two more feet, right. You just, you know, you, it, you'd be able to, you're the, 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 the width inside the boat, it was only eight and a half feet. Well, it could have gone to 10, right. You could get more, there could be a larger back portion of the boat that the stern could be a little larger. And then the boat would be two feet longer, which would give you a bigger swim platform. And then once you get to 28 feet, it's like, well, you know, just two more feet would be really nice. And wow. you get this two foot. Yes. Yeah, so you get this two foot itis and everyone has it. Everyone two who has a 28, two, 28 foot boat wants a 30 foot boat. Anyone with a 30 wants a 32. And that's the way it goes. You always think just that little bit more would be good. But once you jump from like, you know, and I've been on some large boats, so I've been on, uh, again, we had a 26-foot uh, Doral. I've been on a 50-foot ocean. So something almost twice as long as my own boat. Once you get onto a 50-foot ocean cruiser or uh, like a Viking, some one of these these boats that are meant to go onto the sea, you actually see where all that space is. Like the one guy at our marina had a 50-foot ocean, and it was like, he has a queen-size bed in uh, the wow. aft cabin, right? And you can stand up in the downstairs of his boat. Like my boat... You had to like crook your neck all the time. You know, I was, I could never quite stand up directly. Right. Um, yeah. This guy had an, he had a full head. So he had a shower. I had the, uh, sorry, a bathroom's called the head in the, in the boat. He had a full shower that like looks like my bathroom in my house. So there's a lot of X, ex- you get a lot of extra space uh, at 50 feet, as you can imagine. Um, so yeah. So this two foot itis is a, is universal. And again, I, bring I out, like bring out another thousand. Yeah. That's that two foot itis. It's such a great way to describe not, it's not so grass is always greener is always like it's that's yeah. fence leaning, right? That's hops. That's hop back and forth. But this seems to be like a grass is always greener. That's sequential. Like it's two yeah. foot itis. It's like, I always, you know, it's like the classic, ah, oh, if only my dick was just a little bit bigger. Like it's just, but, that's yeah, yeah. But it's, there's so many more variables. That's I like that. The two problem with some, most boats is that once you get to the 28 and 30 foot range, you need two motors because you're going to stress out, you know, you can get a, you can have a small block 305 in there um, or a 350, like a, G, a Chevy 350 or something like that. That can push around 26 foot, a 26 foot boat. Okay. Yeah. But once you start getting up higher, it's like, you need 
like this guy uh, that had the fi- the the fifty foot boat. He had dual Volvo Volvo Pentas. They're diesel. They, he doesn't go very fast, but he can go really far. He, he fills it up once every other year with fifteen hundred dollars with the diesel. But it's like those two engines are designed to like last the life of the boat, right? But you'd need two. You'd, you could never go anywhere with one or you'd be going nowhere and burning through gas. So there's sort of like all these things that come with a two-foot-itis. You're, you're going to have to make a big jump. Wow. Anyway. That is little, such a, a delightfully nuanced understanding of why it's always better to <laughs> have a friend with a boat. with boats, <laughs> Yes. Friend with boats are are the are the best of friends because you just oh. get to leave the boat after. <laughs> You're done. Oh, that was so great to just leave that here. Like, a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need like to scrub the hull or something. Yeah, I got a I got a horrible. Oh. I got a I got a nail thing. Like that's <laughs> actually another thing. Every time I took my boat out of the water every year, you have to put. It, depending on the type of boating you're doing, you have to put anti-fouling on the bottom, which is like a black paint, like a tar, to yeah. stop the bottom of your boat from like getting messed up by whatever you might be driving over, stuff in the water, you know, get scratched up, right? So I'd have to paint the bottom of my boat every bloody year. It was like, it was annoying. That's, it was really annoying. This, this, yeah. this in no way. As So as, as landlocked children, since we grew up on a farm, yeah. this sounds in no way like anything... I would ever want like you need to start doing this young yeah. to be like need, oh yes. this is a part of life like it's like I to would, have a joy from it yeah yeah like you have to be Greek in the middle of the Mediterranean yeah. there are islands you can go to and your boat is the size of like a king mattress maybe oh, that's the best type of boat to have that's the best type yes, of boat 100%. and you're like oh where are you going I'm going to the grocery store on the main island so I can go back to my island and just exactly. live. Get a 12-foot aluminum with a 9.9 horsepower motor on it, Merc, Merc, and just live your life. Don't ever buy a boat with a bathroom on it. This because is, This is the North American yeah. thing, man. Like, this yeah. is, like, you know. Some I, of the boats we would see. So there's a really cool place called Henry's. Some people may have, uh, in the podcast, might say, yeah, no, I've told you about Henry's. Shout out Henry's. There's to Henry's. It's a fly-in or boat-in only fish and chips place on fry pan island in the middle of georgian bay holy shit and when you get there they've got like 50 foot docks and they got like 10 of them and there's float planes at some of the docks so there's the float plane docks you don't as a boat you can't go dock at those ones and then they've got the mega docks where these people that are coming in on uh, like i don't know how they got these boats into the water but they're like a hundred feet long they have crews that somebody crews them and they just come up and they're they're get off they get off to have like fish, fish and, and chips, chips. That's, that's fresh caught generally at Henry's. So they're just getting the, and like uh, uh, you've, I've seen it all. I've seen like the 80 year old guy get off his yacht and like three bunnies are just trailing behind him. Like I've, uh, he's in the, he's in the dinner jacket with the captain's hat on. Like I've seen it all. Like yeah. that's what you see at places like that. Right. And um, you're just like, they're, yeah. they're his, they're his granddaughters. That's his granddaughter. Right. And his two friends, <laughs> I hope so. Right? That's exactly what I'm right? thinking. I'm like, they're, Probably granddaughters. Yeah, that's that's all I can yeah. think of. I'm like but yeah. getting weird Hugh Hefner vibes off that. Guy. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm in my 26 foot boat trying to dock, and there's like 20 people ahead of me with the with larger boats. It's it's, it's insane watching the number of people um, dock at this uh, at this uh, f- fly in or boat in only uh, fish and ships place. And I I talked to the owner. His name's not Henry. It's a woman. It's I think it's just a, a name they've had for a while. Not and even Henrietta. Her, not even no. like. They clear like over a million a year. Like they do really what? well. Yeah, man. 
And how got, much is their fish and chips? Like so, 80 well, bucks? Th- nope. It's like 15 bucks for halibut too. Like it's like with, a, with, with more fries than you'd be comfortable eating. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And it gets do cheaper they, from there. Do you, they serve it in newspaper or do they give they it to do, you on a they plate? Do it, they, they do it plate, but it's got, it's, it's got like the newspaper on it. Like they do, yeah. it's, it's, it's sort of a sort of more traditional. They have cabins on the island where kids come and stay there all summer and work the place. Yeah. So it's sort of a summer job where you live there and they sort of, they pay you, but they don't pay you that well, but you, they obviously pay for your living expenses. And these people just spend all their time on the Island. I mean, they leave on weekends sometimes or they get, they'd get days off, but yeah, it's a pretty cool spot. Like if Alex, it's a great summer job. Had I known that I didn't have to go stack wood or shovel right? horse shit <laughs> and I could go live on an Island in Georgian Bay and make fish and chips room and board and all yeah. I'm guessing at least all the fries I could want. Probably. Yeah. I would probably have taken that gig over oh. the f- the fifteen cents an hour Fred Buchanan was paying Absolutely. me. Absolutely, yeah. And he would deduct beer from it at the end of the week. <laughs> this is how bad it was working for our grandfather. <laughs> he didn't. He was so cheap. He didn't want to rent a post hole auger. He had a manual ten inch post hole auger, and people are like, "What is it? How can it be manual?" It's like, no, it's it's it has a steel bar that you put through the top of it. You dig a small hole, maybe only half a foot deep. You set it in there, and two people turn the bloody thing. And every every time it gets full, because it's only about a foot deep, you pull that dirt out, and then you set it in the hole again, and you keep turning away manually. And no. you might say, how long does it take to dig a hole, Alex? <laughs> it takes a long time. Wow. Like 40 minutes a hole, and your hands are blistered. And it's the... like. I had a buddy of mine, Greg, he came up to help me dig post holes. I'm like, hey, man, do you, do you want to come up and help me? He's like, yeah, yeah. We should, yeah what do we here? Totally, bro. Ten bucks an hour, eh? Whoa, whoa, we're going to be rich. It's like 40 minutes in, he's like, I, I don't, I need to leave. I, need to <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want any pay. I just, we just need to go. Like this, I can't do this. We're dying. We're dying, right? So it's like, Which- he could have, could have had a post hole auger on the back of the tractor and we could have been done in seconds, but cheapest this man is, alive this is this is the problem with it's like it's like in that episode of the simpsons where homer's getting whipped by that guy to to just push to push the the push the cupcake turner and the stuff like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. like hey how do they make those cupcakes turn and Car- lenny's like i don't know <laughs> like, this is, it's like that level of grueling labor that a guy with a whip whipping you might have actually done you some good because then you could focus on getting whipped and not pushing yeah, right. the not in the terrible uh, terrible labor you're you're forced to do yeah you know what kudos to the late fred buchanan for for thinking up uh like monotonous torture he was an expert at that you know stack uh, stacking a wood pile that was you know conservatively the size of a 2500 square foot house and about (laughs) and about like half to a full story high and by the end of the summer we're talking two months people two months summer i was there for like a month and a half with my cousin and we stacked wood almost every single day and by the end of the summer half of that wood pile was gone (laughs) (laughs) it was only half stack because there was so much not logs off cuts you know chunks of chunks of plywood like he bought all the scrap unreal unreal (laughs) yeah Yeah, was another one we did we uh uh fred asked me to do the uh reshingle the house oh 
Just, oh, so, just a casual, casual reshingling. Casual reshingling, right? <laughs> so I think we did the house first, and I did the barn or the shed, like the the two car garage shed afterwards. Yeah, and um, I had to borrow a frame or a, a shingle nailing gun. Like a, yeah, I don't, they're not framing gun. I don't know what they're called. They're, they they fire shingle nails. Like a, it's a galvanized nail without a thread on it, right? So anyway. Uh, I had to borrow one and it took, I brought Dave Gordon here up with me one time. He brought a six foot eight giant. Yeah. He, he couldn't walk the next day because his hamstrings were, were so put from bending over on the roof. Right. Cause you're always yeah. bent over. He's, he couldn't walk for like a day and a half. And he's like, <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever had to do. I'm like, yeah, man, like, kudos to every roofer out there. Cause it yeah. is hard work, bro. Like that is brutal. Yeah. So it took us, I think it took me a week to do the whole house and uh, the shed on my own, and it was it was brutal. And I, and at the end, I think Grandma paid me like two hundred bucks, and I just tore the check up and yeah, threw it like, through. I was like, I'm not going to take this two hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, never mind. It's fine. I don't need to be paid for this. Yeah. But, yeah, but split this up into ten to twenty other checks and put them in my birthday cards for the next twenty years. <laughs> You know what I think I did? I might have cashed it and gave all the money to Dave and said, oh, yeah, here's your half. But it was because <laughs> I felt terrible for he put in this day's work that crippled him. And he's like, uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. Oh, yeah, here's your money. Tough yeah, sell to your friends when, when you live yeah. in the countryside and you're like, hey, you want to make 200 bucks the hard way? And they're like, no, I'll just stick to prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, lessons from the farm. Okay, we're we're far afield here. We're far afield. We're far afield. Well, Alex, we, <laughs> hey, we need to give people context that we're not just two city cats that no, you know true, grew up, true. Yeah. grew up with you know the the golden spoon both in our mouths and up our asses. That was only the thermometer. Um, no, I actually so, had a guy who, did, who was offering somebody. I was offering a buddy of mine wood. So we, we, I felt a couple of poplars. Poplars are not great burning wood, but it doesn't matter. It's dry. It's free wood, whatever. I said, look, if you need wood for anything, just come by. I got like, I split I two or I brought down six poplars. Each of them were 50 feet high at least and 20 inches around. So I got a ton of wood, which I then hand split. And he goes, oh, um, so I just said, yeah, come by and get this wood. He goes, oh, is it split? I said, yeah, yeah it's all split. He goes, oh. What type of splitter do you have? And I showed him. I held my arm out. And I, I just like like look to look at my hand, and he goes, "I don't get it." I go, and I split it with an axe, man. I split it with my hands. Like I like I'm, I'm showing him my hand. Like I, I use a splitting mall. He's like, "You split wood by hand?" As if I was a peasant. <laughs> I was like, "Uh." Yeah, it's poplar. It's like easier to split than pine almost. Like you, you could drop it on the ground and split right? it, it split by itself. So um I'm like, yeah, no, I and then he seemed almost perplexed that I would waste my time split splitting wood. And I was like, it's a great it's a great workout. Like honestly, it really yeah. is. Like you you sweat, but you're it's a lot of upper body strength stuff. And yeah, I think I said I think you'd been to it. And he kind of looked at me like, Ugh, workers, you workers. You peasants, there's no way I would split my own wood, right? It's like, okay, fine. Yeah, like, all right. You know what? Here's, you can't have any free wood then. Right, here's the free poplar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Actually, for you, ten dollars, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a handful. Yeah, yeah. Eat, eat a bag of dicks with poplars, <laughs> you know, yeah. thinner into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Splinters. <laughs> yeah. So, to 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 further prove our ilk as you know. 
as I guess I feel like some days, given our upbringing, we might very well be the audience or the target audience mm. for this this actual dumpster fire that is <laughs> yeah. very much becoming a long term problem. Because Tucker Carlson sometimes just speaks to manhood and I want to say, well, white males between the ages of 29 and 42, like, <laughs> like he knows anything about not being married or the son of a guy who was married to the heiress of the Swanson family. Swanson fortune. family. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he like really tries to be like one of the guys, but he... I, I swear to God, he he only drinks daiquiris. He's never had a beer in his life. Like oh, this guy. Oh, 100%. No, he, yeah. he drinks Smirnoff ice, I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right. I said it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a hardcore Smirnoff ice drinker. Or he, he orders some bullshit drink that no one would order, like... Yeah. Uh, like a Tom Collins or yeah, a long, I'll have a Long Island iced tea. It's oh, like, he's no, a won't. Long Island iced tea. No fan. one drinks that. You're not having it. Just yeah. you're not ordering. He's like, oh, I'll call my mom. Yeah. Uh, he likes That's his honestly, salad yeah. forks chilled. That one, hundred percent, he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Oh, so yeah. so old Tuck, Tuck, old Tuck's at it again. Um, after I guess the I guess the announcement that he'll be he'll be releasing his man documentary on how to be a man. Um, yeah, what is that about? It's something like it's 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 like how manhood is is under attack in the United States or something. So effectively, like, if you were never a man, how do you know it's under attack, Carl so, Tucker? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah bow tie wearing jackass. I, no I offense, know. no offense to Bill Nye, no. but you no. like there are certain and yeah, I'm gonna be prejudiced here. You 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 tell you say a lot about yourself when you wear a bow tie. And it's not accompanied by a lab coat. I'll just say it. Okay. Yeah. You want to be formal, but safe in the lab, bow tie. Yeah. Bow tie in any other context, you're either one of my dumbass frat brothers or you're Tucker Carlson. Correct. Which. You're an asshole then. You're an yeah, asshole. That's what you're saying. You're yeah, okay. <laughs> Sidebar. Um, bow ties. Uh, a lot of obstetricians were being encouraged to wear bow ties. Why? obstetrician because eye gunk on their uh, actual tie gets in people's eyes or uh, no not op not optometrists <laughs> oh. obstetricians oh, obstetricians sorry yes oh wow yes wow foot in mouth i'm no, no, guessing okay. i'm guessing that these longer ties were dipping into the correct well dipping into a little yeah. company ink by accident yeah and then they were i want to say passing sdis that's what i want they to say were. that's exactly what was happening <laughs> That's exactly what was happening. So I, I'm not, bow ties weren't invented for obstetricians, but they were like strongly encouraged because the tie would occasionally brush up against the genitals of the women they were seeing and they ha would have an STI and they were apparently transmitting them wildly, but oh, totally, it was totally innocent. They weren't doing it on purpose, but oh, no, it's actually it's happening quite a bit. And there was, so there was some encouragement of obstetricians to either not wear ties or wear bow ties. To it's, be more as formal like, as I am. It's like superheroes that can fly shouldn't wear capes. You Correct. Obstetricians yeah, caught on anything. You don't, yeah. Caught anything. Yeah. No capes. Yeah. Um, this is this is actually that's actually darkly hilarious because you it imagine, is right. You imagine that phone or that conversation with your spouse coming home, right? And you're like, I got chlamydia, and they're like, How? 
how, he's like, we worship our Lord. We we worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We haven't had sex since the last child. And then they're like, oh, I don't know. It's, and then you know, divorces happen. And yeah, well, I guess so. So anyway, so Tucker Carlson being an asshole. I think we were talking about that. Yeah, that guy loves STIs, spreading them especially. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So um, this interview with Greg Norman that I sent you. I think there's so many pieces of this that I think are interesting. So yeah, first of all, give us some background. Give us some background. Why why is he talking to Greg Norman at all? I'd say, so apparently Trump has started or was attempting to start something called live or L I V a golf tournament. So this it's surprise, surprise it's Saudi backed. Mohammed bin Salman himself is funding this, um, I, I'm going to call it like, it's like a PGA tour. If I were to equate it to something else, like I, if you, if there's our listeners can understand what the PGA tour is, everybody knows professional yes. golf association tour, right? So live is going to be a new PGA tour where, all, where, where they want the high, the coolest players to come and play against. Alex, where, else. where is it though? Uh, it's at Trump golf courses. <laughs> yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Yes. And, but so here's the kicker. The prizes are wild. Yeah. Like the prizes are like 250 million. Like they've, they've made some insane prize categories because what, what, what's the, the, the answer to the question, if you're a, a, a Saudi oil heiress and you have all the money in the world to throw at anyone you want, what would you spend it on? Trump, a Trump golf course called live and make a tour called live. I don't even know what, what you would do with it anyway. Um, so this is so this is the pretext to what's going on here. So they actually asked Tiger Woods to come golf on the so, live tour. Such a good in- interview. So it was good. awesome. He's like, um, he goes, there's a big difference between club pros and professional golfers. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're getting club pros, guys who are retired from the game, to go and play. And they're going to offer a f- huge amount of money. And they are trying to steal players from the PGA Tour. But why? The question is, why would they? Well, I mean, it says Trump Enterprise is going to f- doom to fail. But but why else? I don't know. He he actually said, and he said something very interesting. He said, he's like, they're paying them up front. He's like, if I if I have to compete to win a golf tournament, I know I'm going to, like, I'm really going to get in really good shape or I'm going to yes. make sure my game is at peak performance so I can play that round of games to win as much money as I possibly can because that's my livelihood. Yes. If you prepay me $50 million dollars for yeah. 54 games, I've made my $50 million. That's it. I don't even have to I, play that well. I can yeah. phone it in on so many other yeah. games. And, and he's on, like... On every game. Yeah. And, and he even said, he's like, some of those retired guys, he's like, you, you can let it slide on them. He's like, you yeah. can totally, he's like, I get it. You're older. You don't play the game the way you used to. You know, your hips don't work like they used to. So yeah, this is a sweet payday. Go play the game you love yeah. and go make a sweet payday. He's like, but those younger guys who are very, very competitive. These peak, peak performers in the golf game, if they're taking these payouts, he's like, what competitors are they anymore? Correct. It's like, what, it's like, what, like they're not. There's, it's very. I feel like, yeah, that club pro distinction. He's like, it's the difference between being an athlete and being a trainer, almost. Like, correct. Like, yeah, yeah. 
He's no, like, that's a that's a good analogy, actually. Yeah, and he's so like the other thing that was, was important was to note was that um, they they have like uh, sort of the, the all these retired golfers that are sort of out of the game, and a lot of them are just not that good at golfers. So the draw, like and when I say draw, the fan draw on these players isn't too big. And how how big you might say? Well, a normal PGA Tour event draws anywhere from say twenty to twenty five thousand people in a mo- in moving galleries across the course. Right? That's a lot of people. Like if you think uh, when you're on the golf course, it's you and I, and we're on one hole. It's just you and I on the hole. But imagine there's three thousand people watching us play the hole. Right? That's a lot of people around the hole. So um, imagine and if, uh, certain players like Tiger Woods, obviously, or um, um, who else would be big now? Um, Spieth or there's a bunch of other guys, Canadian guys, guys too. They're drawing thousands, tens of thousands of people just to watch them play. So the live live golf tournament, I don't know if it's live or live. Do you know what it is? is it I live no, I, 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 let's call it live because it's L I V. So I don't know. shout out to so, live. live golf tournament. <laughs> they said that the, they had approximately three or 4,000 people in the on the entire course and the tickets for the event were selling on StubHub for a dollar a dollar right so um to what watch donald trump play golf with greg norman so in a lot of ways like greg norman has totally sold out to the saudis here and this tucker carlson interview um is talking about like you know well why couldn't you get uh big players to the game here Greg and he sort of fumbles the questions and he kind of dances around. Well, some of those players were offered money and stuff before I became the president of Live Golf, and you know, so I don't really know anything about that. He's trying to play coy here, but in reality, it's like Greg, you were one of the best golfers in the world. You know, he's a brand of clothing, the shark. The shark. If anybody's ever seen Greg Norman stuff, always has that shark. It's like a yeah. multicolored shark or whatever on the clothing, and he has clubs. I think so. I mean, he must have fallen on hard times or something here. He's won a Masters for sure. Masters, 10 PGAs? He's won PGAs. So, well, like, yeah, but he's totally sold out to the Trumpers, to to Trumpistan. And, um, and yeah, and avowed cheater Donald Trump plays on the tour. So you already know that he's not a professional golfer. So who's going to go? Who wants to see Donald Trump play golf? Like, almost no one. Well, maybe some of his fans, I guess, but he's not a professional golfer. And apparently he cheats like crazy. He says that he was teeing off uh, somebody in a professional golfer said they had played with Trump and they tee off and he puts two in the water. Doesn't count the two. And then he's saying, oh, yeah, I got almost the same score as Sergio Garcia. It's like, no, you didn't. You are you're wildly you, you, you like there's like 30 shots you never counted. So he's apparently a hu- massive cheater. And the way in which um, he even got on this on the circuit was being paid by the Saudis. So, so the I just want to juxtapose this against this against Joe Biden going to Saudi Arabia to ask to say, look, like we need we need you to put some more oil out to, so that the people of the U.S. can have some reprieve from these terrible gas prices. We need the market to go. You know, we need to. We need the prices of gas to go down. And here's Donald Trump taking money from the Saudis to run a golf tournament. And, and no no one bats an eye about this. No conservative on the right, no Republican is, is saying, 
oh my God, Trump is taking money from the Saudis? Like, it's like, it's like it doesn't even exist. But Alex, Biden didn't touch the glowing orb. Oh, fuck your Which right. is I a, forgot that's, about the orb. That's, that's the Saudi deal saying, hey, like they don't, you know, they, they don't, you know, or, you know, they Khashoggi'd a little bit. You know, that was a little, it's little, the Saudi little, equivalent little blood backed. Touching tips, essentially. Yeah, they touched yeah. tips. They docked, Alex. They, they docked, docked in the Saudi yeah. way. Trump yeah. touched their glowing orb. And like, you could just see the makeup on the skin just reflecting oh, yeah. off the. It oh, just yeah. it was, but that I honestly, to Trump's credit, that glowing orb is probably well. It it it's it, it's not incapable of not giving consent, but at <laughs> least Alex, at least he touched it in a place where you'd expect a glowing orb to be touched. True. And for oh. all of us to see. True. For all yeah. of us to see. You and know like, what that reminded me of? The Tomb Raider, you know, um, those terrible movies that Angelina Jolie was in. Yes. Um, and yes. there was like that orb they had to find or whatever, and it had the glowing. I honestly was like, Tomb Raider orb? Like, that's, what, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. And I was like, no, it's not. It's some other weird orb that's not fictional but i'm sorry i'm sorry fictional. I, don't I don't mean to digress here but tomb raider <laughs> also gave us daniel craig in like his first breakout role okay okay that's that's true so that's true. we got daniel craig out of it unfortunately yeah. though we also got daniel craig out of it so you take, <laughs> you take Wait, tomb raider <laughs> do you think daniel craig like on a cv he just crosses tomb raider out and just like Nah, don't don't worry about that. Or, or do you think he's like, yeah, I was in Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> like, I mean, if you were in a movie with Angelina Jolie, wouldn't you put it on your? Would you put it on your CV, or would you just leave it off intentionally? Do you, you think know? James McAvoy says like, "Hey, I want a wanted sequel"? Do you ever think he says that? No. Yeah. No, probably not. So, no. and do you think? Do you think? Do you think today, Daniel Craig? Says I was on set with John Voigt, who is also weirdly Angelina Jolie's father. Do you ever, I know, right? Everything he says it to himself. Everything is just like, oh, of the things I no, did. no. I think I think he says something like, in passing, in conversation, when it comes up, it's like, oh yeah, when I met John Voigt. But that's it. He doesn't say where he where he met him. Yeah. Or, no. It's yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And he was, probably was, refers to Angelina as Mrs. Jolie or something, Mrs. or Mrs. Jo- yeah. Mrs. Brad Pitt or something yeah. like that. Just he, he says things yeah. like, "I really like her charity work." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think this whole this whole live golf tournament thing. I'm 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 kind of waiting, a for for Tucker Carlson to hit the links and just show effectively the I guess the back two of the back nine just to be like, look, I hit I hit a par three on a par yeah. three and a and a par. F- four on a par four and that's it that's all we're gonna see because this is really just the the media machine that supports trump is just saying like look trump did a thing well something came to my mind today specifically with the results of the alex jones trial have you been following this at all? oh so delicious yeah. so delicious oh the the schadenfreude i experienced watching the uh, watching him bend over Squirm. and take it from the judge yeah over you mm. lied about Sandy Hook telling people for people who don't remember what Sandy Hook was. It was a, uh, a massacre at a school. Not no, no, it's not the Texas Uvalde one, which happened like a couple months ago. It was a different one, um, different mass shooting. But again, they're so regular, we get them all confused. So there was a school shooting and where which um, you may have seen David Hogg 
he's the guy who's going around talking about uh, you know what, yeah. what had happened at Sandy as Hook. As a survivor of it, yeah. As a survivor of Sandy Hook. So he um uh he Alex Jones runs a I don't even know what I would call Ran. it. Ran. I don't know if he still Ran. runs it. Uh InfoWars? I'm Is pretty Info sure Wars he's still, still- no. I, it's still a thing, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, that he, broth. on his YouTube slash podcast, I'm not even sure what it really was. It was a show of some kind. Um, he, he had this show called InfoWars, and he would spout conspiracy theories that are so wild as to be totally unbelievable. Some of them are not even, you know, where you could go, oh, you know, kind of oh. makes sense. Okay, like, okay, here's a good one COVID was a lab leak. Okay, not not very conspiratorial. It's like that is actually that is actually possible with the gain of function testing that we do in a lot of um, laboratories. So it, that's kind of believable. Alex Jones doesn't say anything like that. Nothing that he says is even remotely believable. So he says that the U.S. government is creating human animal chimeras, like half man, half dog chimeras, or so, which that's not even the definition of a chimera. Like if anybody knows yeah. what a chimera is, it is, it, what is it? the head of a lion, head of a lion, a tail of a snake, snake tail, also some sort of weird eagle bird thing going on. Yeah. So anyway, whatever he, he, Final he's, Fantasy's third yeah, boss was, exactly. this is all yeah, it was. <laughs> the third or fourth boss of Final Fantasy was a chimera. So yeah, he spouts shit like this where like the U.S. government is, um, putting human brains in pigs to like, he just says this wild shit. Anyway, he said that Sandy hook was a false flag operation. The idea that all of the child, these children that were shot were actors and the parents were acting as though their kids were killed. He spouted this, like this conspiratorial shit for weeks after Sandy hook, it caused people to go to the homes, which he gave the addresses of, of the kids who were murdered, people protested outside their houses saying, show us your kids. We know that they're alive. Like this kind of crazy shit. And this people had to leave their homes and change addresses and states because Alex Jones would find them and he would put this out. Anyway, he's just, it's all come to pass now. He's now in court and he's going to have to pay. He's already been guilty. No, sorry. He's been found guilty of spreading lies. He now is in court to find out how much he's going to have to pay all in, of the people the that suit. he defamed yeah. in the civil suit. So that's what this trial is about right now. So and anyway. Alex, don't don't forget that of the Sandy Hook parents whose children were murdered, there are there is at least one confirmed suicide of yes, of yes. the of the I think it was a father who, who as a parent suicide killed himself because not only the stress of losing the stress and despair and the grief of yes, losing, of your losing child, a child to a, to being murdered. Then the yeah. added, added despair and stress and grief caused by some stupid talk show host saying that it was a lie. And you have yeah. people outside your home talking, like saying you're a liar and, and all yeah. you're doing is grieving. So you can go on YouTube and there's people confronting the parents, Sandy Hook parents and think that they're just doing God's work here, just confronting evil and it's sick to watch. It really it, is. So it's so sick that seeing this, I want to say like, like a just a walking clogged artery that is Alex Jones sit on the stand, oh, yeah. turn red faced at accounts of perjury, like r- really just sizing up the civil suit that hopefully he has to pay, lest the LLC menagerie that he's probably created for his empire does not get attacked. That aside. Just to see this guy squirm is so delicious. It has to oh, be totally. fattening. Yeah, yeah. Like 
it and it's it really is like if victim impact statements are good in any way this is the time i need to see them right sometimes i think victim victim impact statements are they go too far right like um like uh the larry nasser trial Absolutely a time for victim impact statements, right? Yeah. Um, for people who don't remember Larry Nasser, he's the the gymnast doctor who was like basically fingering 15-year-old girls for like forever and he gymnastics US never caught up. him. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was he covered a, it He up, was a so child diddler. So yeah. He was. Um, so that's a time is. where I'm like, Sorry, yep. Is. He is a child, a child diddler. He is. So it's like where he's going to have to sit through 150 victim impact statements. Good. I'm for that. Um, same with the Alex Jones. I, I do think there's times where victim impact statements are probably not the right thing to do. Yeah. But um, I, I, anyway, I, I thought this was I, I watched some of them for Alex Jones and I thought they were they were done tastefully, actually, by most of the parents. So the reason I bring this up is because I think Tucker Carlson is going to have a moment like this because his show, I think he's actually already been sued and lost. And Fox News admitted that he does a variety show where he gives his opinions and that fox isn't liable for anything that he says and in fact in the civil suit he admitted oh i'm just saying i'm just saying my opinion based on no evidence like i oh, i am just spinning a bit, the truth a little bit of fomenting huh? a little oh, yeah. foment so, yeah but i think that his foment is going to go too far and he's going to end up like alex jones i actually see that i, I see it happening because he's going he's gone pretty far afield with a lot of things now right and getting on the Saudi payroll, I mean, this just has I, this has lawsuit lit, written all over it at some point. I think. Yeah, well, and this is well, he's where... an asset now, right? He's an asset for Donald Trump and the Saudis. So, but literally anything he he says is he's being paid to say now. Like, yeah. forget that Fox was paying him; he's now an asset of of the of the Saudi Crown Prince. But I I would almost I would almost even equate. I would almost equate Tucker Carlson much, much more to a, and, and this isn't sounding hopeful. I would, I would equate Tucker Carlson much more to an artistic figure um, in the amalgam of, yeah. Of, yeah, the, of the of the Trump nonsense than yeah. I would like as the as the talking as the talking head or like a pundit. He's kind of gone beyond punditry and evolved into. Oh, he hasn't like, been punditry for a while. Let's yeah, be honest. but like yeah. like the he's now one of the like he's the artistic expression of the the cult, yeah, which aligns him actually much more to 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 artist fates. Dare I mention uh, Helter Skelter and John Lennon's fate? <laughs> yeah. Dare I dare I mention? Any sort of troubled artist who cannot handle the stress of the, I, I, I guess, of the creatures they create with their art. Because yeah. there is no way, there is no way, and I, I, I'd be baffled. I'm trying to understand the mind, right? Try to understand the mind of, of a perpetrator of such nonsense and evil that you you cannot understand, comprehend, or even begin to think of like spouting in public. That guy has to be an artist because if this is how he actually is then he's just someone's gonna shoot him in the street because they can't recognize him from someone else yeah but if he's if he's an artist then someone will shoot him in the street because they he 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 sold out like there's yeah there's there's the kind of the idea like he is he's just he's creating his own little universe I view Tucker Carlson a lot like 
like a Mona Lisa painted in his own feces though. Yes. Like w- when you look at it, you're like, wow, that's a really impressive, sh- the shading is right. Everything looks good. It's a, it is a, it is a rendition of the Mona Lisa, which is nearly exact to the real one, except that Tucker used his own feces and his fingers to paint it. It's a finger painting of the Mona Lisa with shit. That's yeah. the way I view like some of what he does. It's just the worst. It, it's just, it's so beautifully bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. It, it reeks like, to high heaven. You, well it's, constructed it's, awful. It's, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's, that is perfectly said. It's well constructed awful. It, it's, it's like, how is this possible? It's like, well, if you, you just need to eat the right things before you, you know, so that you can get the shit right. So when it comes out, the consistency is A, B, and C. You don't want it too nutty. You don't want any corn in there because you can't paint with corn. Like, that's honestly, like, the way it, my mind... It, it can't be you know, runny. It'll it. fall off your shit palate, Alex. Right. Yes, yes. You'll end up with a runny Mona Lisa. And no one no, wants no. a runny shit no. Mona Lisa. It's yeah. it's really the right balance of protein, fiber, and Correct. hate. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, spirit off ice. You got to throw the spirit, spirit off ice in there. Yeah. Oh my god. He's like. He's like. You iced me. Cool. Jokes on you. I drink this every morning. <laughs> uh, instead of a coffee, he has a, a mug full of spirit off ice, and everyone oh, thinks he's drinking coffee. Yeah. He calls it the tuck. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, Alex, I think I think we got it. We'll move on. We'll move on from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be. I don't want to dwell too much on. On a white guy in a bow tie. On, on Stucker Carlson. Yeah. But Cucker Carlson. Yeah. Oh, Cucker Bar- Barlson. Cucker t- <laughs> Just human, human, well-constructed awfulness. Um, That's it. We got to talk about this because, hey, guys, a little a little win for the little guy that is women's uteruses. Um, yes. This past Tuesday, we're shooting on Thursday. So this past Tuesday... Historically, red state of Kansas, Kansas, where yeah. for no friggin' understandable reason Dorothy wanted to go back to, like, let's let's. I think the real miracle of the Wizard of Oz is the fact that she was just like, "There's no place like home in Kansas." Adam, Kansas is known for their crippling tornadoes, which destroy people's homes for which they have no insurance to fix. So, I mean, that's a thing. Alex, she could have gone to Oklahoma, to (laughs) Alabama, to Mississippi. She chose Kansas to click her heels and go back. That's the real tragedy of that story. She didn't know any better. She's a young girl. The Great Impression was 2024. Um, Probably pregnant, needed an abortion. Is true. Guess what, though? You're in the right state now. Hanging out with three (laughs) older men who like to dress up. Let's be real. She's a furry. She's a furry. (laughs) (laughs) She's more cosplayer than a furry, I'd say. Fair enough. Fair enough. She's a cosplayer. She's got the Raggedy Ann cosplay on. Yeah. Suspect. Very suspect. Yeah. Yeah. Raggedy Ann, 30 to 40 years before Raggedy Ann was the thing. thing. (laughs) (laughs) She was basically Wendy's. But I digress. Kansas, that Kansas, not the other one, Kansas, voted to keep abortion as part of the right to have an abortion as part of their state constitution, which was passed in 20, I believe it was 2019. And then a bill or like effectively a vote to remove abortion rights 
for Kansans, Kansasians, Kansasans, Kansanites. I don't know. Kansanites. Kansanites. Yeah. So I think this is strange. Like, was this a referendum? Because usually it's like the state legislature just goes, yeah, we're making this law and that's it. And people have no say where it seems like this is different somehow. Like there was a pseudo referendum on the passage of this legislation and, or it was a, it was a referendum, I should say. And abortion rights won. People, people want abortion rights. It was an election with a ballot question. Oh, that's right. You can, there's ballot questions. Ballot questions. I forgot all about this. Yeah. So California does it all, all, all yeah. the time. It's like vote no on problem. 22. Yes, I, I see. I see that too. No, we want vote yes on twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is exactly what it was. So it was the primaries, this Kansas primaries, with these uh, constitutional amendment ballot uh, um, initiatives, like ballot vote, yeah. ballot initiative, or so. Yeah, this is okay. So that's how it happens. Okay, interesting. And Kansanians. Thought is that we're gonna that land on Kansas? Yes, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Kansanians, Kansan. Yeah, sure, it works. It, it, it works. works. Yeah, they they voted a, a, an historically red state voted fifty nine to forty one of the electorate. They voted in favor of keeping the right to have an abortion, even after one of the most confusing ballot questions that had ever been written. Worse, I would say, worse than the right to have a question of sovereignty in Canada on on our referendum a couple yeah. decades ago that was, would you like to have a vote on the question of Quebec sovereignty? And the answers were like, what? So all Republican politicians thought uh, it, would be, yeah. it would be nice to have the question framed as we value human rights and women's rights in Kansas with, uh, with our current constitution. And we think that it is in the favor of the general population to effectively remove this constitutional amendment to, or to have this constitutional amendment to ensure that we can pursue women's rights. The framing was something like that. I don't even know what to vote now. Voting yes means remove the constitution or add the constitutional amendment so that women lose their right to abortion. Voting no means oh. you do not amend the constitution. And women keep the okay, right so to vote. I was confused because I'm like, how did the no's win and it's good for abortion? The no's like, won here? because the no yes. was saying, no, so do this not was a, amend the constitution. We want our like, right um, to abortion. This was an, uh, a multiple choice question on an exam that's actually picked the net. And, you know, you have to do the negative of the question, right? Yes. Which is not a thing that causes X, Y, or Z. Yes. Alex. When yep. when Billy has 13 watermelons in his shopping cart and he needs to get them home, should he not take an Uber that would ultimately force him to remove one of the watermelons from his cart? Or should he definitely call his mom so that he can go home and eat lemons? Your options are yes, no, none of the above, <laughs> and purple. <laughs> I'll take Texas, Alex, for, <laughs> for a thousand. For a thousand. <laughs> Texas with the dollar take, sign. <laughs> you just wrote Texas with the dollar sign, sir. That is not even a wager. Oh. <laughs> That's what your mother said, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, this, so it, uh, so okay. I'm glad that people decoded the question. We're able to well hold on to rights. No, the, here's the problem though. 
don't look at the win. Don't look at the win. Look at who lost. 41% of people, probably not a lot of them women, let's be honest. I wonder what the dispersion of of votes is in there. Alex. My intuition is it's going to be more men than women. Christian um, women can be against their own right to bodily autonomy too. uh, No, they can't. Don't be prejudiced. That they can. You're right. You're right. I just feel as though when there's a debate about women's rights, it's generally had by a lot of men. Men. Sorry, I said men there. Men. It's not done by a lot of women. Uh, yes, you know. the men's. The vote the against the women's. The voting happens from the men's. All the times. But he, the anecdote started to, to trickle in. And uh, in, in, again, an historically red state. Excuse me. Um, the anecdote started to trickle in. And one of the voters who is a registered Republican at 72 years old. He was a former, I believe actually he was a former obstetrician, and he voted no to no. keep women's yeah. right to abortion for the exact, very, very simple reason. He said, creating barriers between a physician's ability to provide an abortion and a woman's right to receive them ultimately jeopardizes women's, not only women's health, but also women's mortality. Like yeah, like cut and dry. This guy voted for Trump, saw this come through, and said, "Ooh, nope, I I can't allow a woman's right uh, right to have an abortion be removed, or else me as a doctor could be prosecuted when I used to practice." But even more interestingly, he's like, he's like, there are mortal instances where an abortion saves a life. He's like. that's what people don't understand. Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot of misconception about what that looks like from um, a women's health perspective, because they focus too much on um, like abortions that you just want to have. Oh, I'm t- everything's totally fine. I'm totally healthy. I just want to have it. It made it so that um, if you were undergoing a surgical procedure, say a, a, a C-section, and the only way that you would live was that they had to, they had to remove the baby forcibly from your, from you. And it would, it's going to die in the process anyway, that would be considered murder and that the doctors could be prosecuted, could be reported. And then if they weren't reported people around them who didn't report them, they're going to jail too. And a lot of states have made these really regressive laws, draconian laws that are just totally crazy that it just makes it so that it's like, well, no one's delivering a baby in the state ever again. Cause it's just, no one's really sure if they're going to go to jail or not for anything that could happen. So it makes it so that, uh, to your point about this, but I think that this guy, this 72 year old obstetrician, that's the exception, not the rule. The rule is Uh, that generally white males went to the polls and voted 41%. Yes. I'm almost guaranteed that some of the stats are going to support this. Well, well this is, yeah. And this, that's the unfortunate thing, but the, the context of the, of the people that voted no, on this amendment it gets, gets more interesting. The more anecdotes come out because yeah. another guy was, uh, an Afghan war vet who, while he was, I think it was while he was, uh, doing a tour of duty who had voted Republican big into his second amendment rights. He voted no because an abortion saved his wife's life while nah. he was on tour. There and he's go. like, 
He's like, yeah, when the doctor said that if my wife doesn't have this abortion, if she doesn't get it, it she could die. He's like, it, the question of mortality becomes very simple. So this is what I think. This is what I think the narrative needs to start. Just again, we 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 usually truckle about this, how Ted Cruz is very clearly pro-rape. Or yeah. if you're a Canada pro pro sexual assault, because we actually don't have a, a specific rape rape stipulation in our criminal code, um, he's just super pro sex assault. Yeah, and Lots for the touches that are inappropriate at any all age. the inappropriate touches allegedly, he's also very <laughs> pro um, children dying after they're born. He just likes Correct. to get them. He likes Correct. to get them born allegedly. And he wants the bo- the born stats, the born yes. stats. He yes. wants numbers on the board right. for births, yeah. but not infant mortality. He's just like oh. Texas. We're having the most babies. Half of them die after they're born, but we got the most born. Yeah. Our That's infant mortality rate is fifteen percent. Yeah, fifteen percent. Like it. you can't make up those numbers. They've been. Um, <laughs> We're the best. We lead. We're the leaders in infant <laughs> mortality. I, I I defy you to find another state that has as many babies being born and then dying <laughs> as us. <laughs> We're number one. Number one. We're the bullet. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank, thank you, baby Jesus, for taking thank another you, baby away from this world. Infant Jesus. Yeah, yeah. which is super unfortunate because we are talking like you know an old timey cowboy. Ted Cruz has like a loser Frazier accent oh, when he talks. Like it's just I, awful. It's if terrible. He, it's, if it's he had, up. if he spoke like Lindsey Graham, I'd forgive a little bit more. But he, he, and sorry, Lindsey Graham is what Louisiana? I, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, still my beating heart. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if sorry, quick interjection. If if anyone is looking for a quick laugh. Oh, Lindsey, Lindsey Graham's from Georgia. If if anyone's looking for a quick laugh, just look up That's Lindsey Georgia, yeah. Graham video, um, shocked, and just get his 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 appalled look. His his he doesn't wear them, but he clutches pearls more than any old lady I've ever met. <laughs> so highly recommend Lindsey Graham shocked videos. But Lindsey Graham can't believe anything. Literally can't. can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't. I can't. I do declare. I, do I cannot believe Boraga. But <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hashtag streetcar name desire. Yeah. So I only rely on the kindness of strangers, Alex. But yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> all I have is in more Simpsons references now. <laughs> Stand loud. Anyway, the <laughs> Ned Flanders, twenty twenty four. The the problem is. That I think this question uh, of bodily autonomy and uh, women's right to choose, uh, and you brought this up kind of like uh, uh, last last podcast with um, Sam Harris saying like uh, abortion is an incredibly ineffective form of birth control. Like that 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 becomes a, that becomes like a tangible understanding of uh, effectively of, of the of the use usefulness might be the wrong word here but of use cases of abortion that people can respect or at least like chew on. Yeah. You will die if you don't get this abortion. The the instance of of increased mortality if abortions are not accessible becomes something that people can chew on. Now unfortunately, this is only acutely understood by those people who cannot 
afford, or so that, yeah, who cannot afford to leave the state and go to get an abortion in another state. Yeah. These old white guys who haven't seen their own, let alone their wife's genitals in, well, when, was Clinton, when was Clinton president? They had to uh, look 94. up. Yeah, now, yeah, so they had to look up their wife's genitals just to make sure that Monica Lewinsky <laughs> was a bad person the last time a you know a presidential sex scandal happened. Sorry, a Democratic presidential sex scandal. That's not, correct. Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about whole slick Willie. Um, I think that that kind of contextualizes this as maybe the battleground issue that American states and ultimately will eventually import it to Canada, what Canadians will need to face if ever an abortion issue comes up. Well, look, I don't, like, if anybody, Pierre Polivier is bringing up the abortion issue. Oh, oh, Mr. Pepe, he is. Yeah, he, he's 100% he wants, bringing it up. Yeah. He wants babies born. He wants the parents to be billed for it. And he wants those children's dead. Totally. I, I also just said, I added an unnecessary plural. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe this is a pivot to that because, you know, that type of populist um, rhetoric is that this guy's just spewing it. And honestly, see what he did? He didn't go to the he didn't go to the leaders debate. Did you notice that? Him and Which, Lynn, 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 Lynn Lewis. I don't know who this person is. I don't care. But she's but here's, this here's is the thing. tragedy. This is that Doug Ford did it. Uh, conservative leaders ever are doing it. I'm just not, I'm not going to go to a debate because I don't have to answer any hard questions. And if I don't go and I can make fun of everyone that was in the debate and they can't, they can't fight back. So it's really punching down in the worst kind of ways, but also it's a strategy, right? It's like, don't, don't, don't hold a press conference where people are going to ask you tough questions. Don't, you know, don't go to the debate where John Shere is going to beat you up. Right. Or at the Patrick Brown issue that happened with Patrick, (laughs) Patrick Brown, I think, I think, yeah, I just, I think that this is that type of the abortion politics is, is going to come back to Canada with, oh, with the coronation of, uh, Monsieur Pepe. Well, sure. well, it definitely will. If so, it was both him and Leslie Lewis, uh, a lawyer yeah, from Toronto. So here's the problem on paper. She is like the, a great candidate, mm-hmm. incredibly successful lawyer has participated in politics in like an adjacent kind of way for, I think, five years. Unfortunately, just super against women's rights to choose. Definitely Christian. Really? Some, some sort of Christian nonsense, oh. you know, that she's she's bringing Like Amy Coney Barrett. From a yes. cult, probably. Yeah. Just like, and it's just like, when I read that she was a, a potential candidate, I was like, awesome. And then I heard a single, or sorry, I read one quote from her about um like god's will i was like oh so here we go you were just just as dumb as as monsieur pepe even more egregiously though because you're trying to you're and i hate to say it but you're selling out your own gender and sex yeah there's something just wild about that yeah yeah right it's hey hey i'll say the same thing it's messed up that rabbis like cut cutting off the ends of Dude, of baby's dicks, you're selling out your own gender and sex. That's totally messed totally. up. Circumcision totally. is totally screwed up. It's especially egregious when dudes do it. Maybe just like, oh, tradition when a woman cuts off the end of a dude's dick. Fine. Yeah. I'll look I'll overlook it a little bit more, but it's still a heinous and disgusting thing to do. There you go. I said it. But So this, you this- you think female moils have um 
uh, just a, a, a more ethical, like a uh, their groundwork of their ethics is more solid than Mar- the loyal. Marginally, marginally <laughs> more ethical. Yes. Okay. Marginally to, more I ethical. Clear, I want to be clear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Dip, dick tip chopper offers. <laughs> chopper. Okay. It's almost like they're getting us back for all the shit we put women through. A little yeah. bit. I'm okay. You know with that what? Little, if yeah. if that's what it is, you cut off grown ass adult men's dicks, not baby dicks. Okay? <laughs> not baby dicks. And none of none of this sucking the blood out. That's weird. That's I don't that care what anybody super says. Fucking weird. Yeah, super yeah. fucking weird. I don't care how old your traditions are. But there's a reason. There's a reason we don't all stand at the top of pyramids and cut off people's heads to watch them fall downstairs so that we can so then try to make it rain. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason we don't do that anymore. It's because we export all of that murder to other countries to then do it to each other. It's called (laughs) globalization, and it won. (laughs) Okay, we're far afield. Where where are we here? Beheading society. I lost myself. Sorry. Beheading society. There's a a pun in there. The the abortion rights issue is going to come to Canada, and it is going to be Monsieur Pepe's promise. He's like, I don't need to live by their rules. I don't need to go to their debates. And my hope is that there is enough Canadian disdain to actually get us up off of our asses and do something about what Patrick Brown called the coronation of Monsieur yeah. Pepe. So, okay, let me let me overlay the things I've been talking about with American politics here. I think that conservatives in Canada can go too far. So as much as people may not love Justin Trudeau, which I, you know uh, we, we we said we we're going to dedicate an entire episode to shitting on Dust, Justin Trudeau in the most objective ways, uh, we should probably think about doing that soon. Um, I, I think Pierre Polivier goes so far right on so many ridiculous things that it's actually going to. I think this is a deepening of his base, maybe, but not a widening. So I don't see. I don't see. Um, who was the last guy that lost brutally for them? What was his name? Uh, O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole. O'Toole. So Aaron O'Toole was the previous leader, and then obviously he they it's ousted it's him because they did, didn't win. He's just too much of a centrist for them. So I don't. So a guy like Aaron O'Toole, who's who was indistinguishable from in a Watching lot of ways. Paint he dry. Like, yeah, he was. Well, okay, true. <laughs> he was like the conservative Justin Trudeau. He took. A lot. He took a shit ton of votes. What do you think a far right guy like Pierre Poilievre is going to do? He's not going to bring the centrist with him. He just can't. So, to my eye, this is them going too far, right? I think they they as I said, I think the Republicans go too far when you start electing election deniers and you start electing QAnon conspiracy theorists. You actually start to alienate anyone from the middle of your party, like the the, the right leaning centrists. You're going to alienate all of them, right? You're going to move the goalposts, and and they're going to be in the Democrats' favor. So I really think that there's something going on here where populism was had it has had its sort of day in the sun, but it's gone a maybe a little too far. That's just I don't know. I could be totally wrong about that. I hope I'm not, but but I it's my sort of a assessment here a little bit. So even people that are my friends who are right of center are starting to tell me, you know what? Some of the stuff you're saying on the podcast, I started to realize, yeah, 
there's some cr- there's some crazy people on the right and i didn't realize i was i was lumping in with them um you know i'm happy i'm i'm totally fine on the left left of center i'm totally fine being lumped in with the pink-haired women men are women women are men and men can have baby i'm totally fine being lumped in with them because there's nothing that threatens the fabric of my society they're not taking away any rights from anybody right they're, they're, they're like the, things will continue they just want right? more yeah that's right they just want more rights so they're not harming women they're not hurting poor people they're not taking away my health care like they're not doing any of those things the, some of their some of their uh, goals on the far left maybe may not be laudable but at least they're not doing the harm that the right would do on the far right. So I do think that there is something here in the ether. I, you know, maybe I'm not describing it quite well, but it's more like a feeling where the right's going a bit too far now. The populist movement isn't just take our country back, which whatever, um, that might be a that might be attractive to a lot of people, but it's like from what? Oh, take it back for the elites. It's like okay, that doesn't really work. Uh, okay, you know, no more Medicare or Medicaid. Okay, wait, there's a lot of Republicans that actually rely on Medicare and Medicaid, right? So hold on. So, but they're, they're just going a little too far now. I think people are going to to go shit. I messed up. I went. I kind of went too far with them, and I'm only realizing it too late. So I, I do think that that's going to happen here. Well, I, 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 I used I used a shitty acronym the other day. Uh, and it was is pretty much it kind of perfectly encapsulates how I feel about this this Monsieur Pepe kind of like rise to power. And it is it's it's kind of well known. It's actually a take on on a, on a famous one. It's Maca, make America Canada again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which is stupid, kind of nonsensical, and ultimately is the kind of like quintessential feeling of what I am really projecting onto all of these people who are really big Monsieur Pepe fans, because this is what I think they would think. It's like not make Canada great again, because that actually doesn't, it doesn't have a good raw to it. It doesn't have a good like acronym to it. Yeah. MCGA. Yeah. It doesn't sound like that. They would just go maca. It's really just make America Canada again. So, yeah, because it's dumb and it's easily transmissible, and they can put it on a hat. What I'm hoping is that this this coronation of Monsieur Pepe is one of the biggest boons to Maxime Bernier's career that he could never have expected, and right. ultimately creates that again to to harken back to early in the podcast that snake biting off its own tail bleeding out kind of division because that's i think that's what i wanted in the ontario election but ultimately not enough people voted yeah so for for any federal election that could come up and when maxime bernier finds some way to be the leader of his party and then run again. Um, the People's Party of Canada, I would expect, will have a few unkind words to say about the Conservative Party of Canada. Totally. Even though yeah. they're dealing in, in in snake oil versus magic ointments, like they're just they're they're ultimately peddling the same nonsense. No, they're two two heads on the same animal. 
Yeah. Like, right now. Like and, before the like Aaron O'Toole's conservatives were almost indistinguishable indistinguishable from Justin Trudeau's liberals. Now the Monsieur Pepe's conservatives are wildly different. Wildly different from Justin Trudeau's liberals. We're not even talking. They don't. They're not even play, one plays football. The other plays hockey. Like, and yeah. clearly, the liberals are playing hockey here. So one like, plays one. Yeah. One plays one plays basketball, and the other plays football before 1935, when they wore rubber helmets and black people right. weren't allowed to play. So. That's right. So it's like you guys. I don't think you're playing the same. You're not doing the same things here, right? So uh, there is. I haven't heard a substantive policy even come out of the conservative party, much like Maxime Bernier's, right? He was like, we hate vaccines. Cool. That's not a platform. I'm not sure what you're talking about. What do you, hold on. What about everything else? Nope. We just got to get elected to stop the vaccines. Yeah. That's the way the conservatives are going now. Uh, you know, with housing with, uh, is too there. expensive. Cool. What do you plan to do? It's too expensive and it should be cheaper. Great. Yeah. What's your platform? And it's liberals fault. All yeah. yeah liberals yeah. let this happen. And it's awful. Yeah, cool. And what what are you going to do to fix it? I can't believe the liberals would let housing get this. Correct. You're like, what's your national I, housing tragedy? What is what what now? Uh, I got to go. You know what? Is this a debate? I got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. NDP sucks as well. Like, peace yeah. out. You know, that was my that was my time. That was my time. <laughs> like, yeah, this is. I think that's going to be. It'll be. I don't see. Um. I definitely see in our in a future federal election this identity politics game is going to be played, and I don't see any sort of liberal campaign that's going to be run effectively, clearly, or not purely ideologically. Yeah. Well, like run well enough to yeah. actually combat nonsense, because all you can't you can only you can only fight nonsense with absurdity. Like well, so I. Yeah, I don't like that because it actually muddies the water of politics. What I want, I really, what I'd like to see is a return to the issues with that where they might sling shit at at you, but you just go, that's fine. Like you don't have to respond to everything. I think this is this like knee jerk reaction that when somebody accuses you of something, you have to defend yourself. If the accusation doesn't make any sense and is false anyway, why are you, why are you even addressing it? So it's just like you give it life by by talking about these things. And that's what ends up happening in politics all the time, right? It's First like, so, you, so you're for this? And it's like, I know I never said it was for that. Well, you implied that it's like, hold on, why am I defending something I never said? So I, people get really wrapped up in this all the time. And I find like that's the way our politics has become. And it really needs to go back to, um, we need you need to tell people about the way things are and the way you'd like them to be. I really think that people are hungry are not hungry this the, the the country hungry as in need sustenance they're hungry for they're hungry for the, the politics the, not the politics of division they're hungry for substance and i i think that we're that we're going to return to that by seeing the conservatives eat themselves hopefully i don't know yeah <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to make a Victor Orban joke, but I was like, it's too late now. There's They're nothing all, funny about Victor Orban. Nothing funny. <laughs> nothing at all. Europe's Maybe last dictator. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And his and his thumb face. But is no, he the I, last dictator? Yeah, Well, he he's be. self-proclaimed. Yeah. He was, yeah. Sure, sure. Um, <sighs> He doesn't think that AIDS, you're going to get AIDS from COVID vaccines, though, which is, I mean, so he's, 
So on the scale of idiots, he's above Bolsonaro for me. Alex, Alex, please. <laughs> Idiocy is a spectrum. That's right. <laughs> <Not> a, <laughs> he's on, he's he's on the spectrum. Descended. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the spectrum yeah. of idiots, sure. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I really, this is, you know, I think we can always, we usually end in some way, shape, or form that this is not a grim foreboding. This is just a really well-placed bet. And that is when Canada imports the same kind of identity politics, the same the same kind of non-issue, nonsense garble that appeals to a dogma that has nothing to do with actual issues, but ultimately gets people pissed off in the right way. Not even in an... There's the most egregious thing, maybe. Not even in like a convincing oration, but just through particular news cycle. Like... yeah. That's yeah. what that's what drives me nuts. Monsieur Pepe is about as impressive publicly, speech and aesthetically as like as like a two, 2004 Chevy Cavalier. Like yeah, it runs, but it's a 2004 Chevy Cavalier. Like what do you want me to say? Four door. What are we talking about here? Oh, it's a coupe. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always he always makes yeah. his friends sit in the back so he can put his backpack in the front. Like it's Correct. just just yeah. the worst and most boring kind of uh, of ominous like impending doom. I think that's yeah, and that's yeah. where I'm like at least Trump is like a beacon for evil nonsense and grim foreboding. Monsieur yeah. Pepe is unfortunately, he's the guy that the elites picked because they're like, we can get this guy to do this. He he would- Yeah, as, that's an interesting point. In the words yeah. of Dave Gordonier, and I wish this as pain on this man, but remember the people of his own party would request this as a rite of initiation. May this man take two pine cones and shove them both up his ass. One going, one pointing the pinecone way yeah, up, yeah. and then the other pointing down, so that one really hurts going in, and the other really hurts <laughs> like coming out. I love it. <laughs> like we think that as as you know, justice for being such a shit politician. The, the people coronating. Monsieur Pepe are ultimately going to say that, hey, this is the cost of doing business. Yeah, I wonder if he sees himself as the puppet or the puppeteer. Okay, I, he obviously. I bet he sees himself as the puppeteer. <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. but he he if he has to realize there's no way he could win unless they want the the party wanted him to win. Like there there this this has to be painfully obvious. So I I wonder. If he has, if he flip flops a little bit thinking, oh man, you know what? Did I really earn this? Yeah. No. Hopefully he has a lot of self-doubt that he just, I don't know, just takes a bottle of Tylenol, but doesn't like have enough to kill himself, but just like maim him in a way that he can't be the candidate anymore. That'd be pretty cool. Hey man, all I'm saying is bring back Rich Chang. And Alex, yeah. that, is, yeah, yeah, no. that wouldn't be good for anybody. Yeah. No, the ghost of Chuck Gretchen. Yeah. He's still alive. I know. He's I still... just, is he alive? It's like, is, is Joe Biden really alive? I don't really know. Yeah. What kind of life is that? So Alex, we, we've, we've run the full gamut of political issues, but I would like to end on our, our latest segment. And that is 
a would you rather. Would you rather. Now, I'm going to give you this would you rather. Hand selected by my my loving uh, partner, Claudia. Um, because it's so good. And Alex, I'm going to give you the options. And then you can ask what descriptions of the options you would like. Are you ready okay. for this would you rather? That was a question. Let's do this. Let's All do right. this. Yeah. So... Alex, a jittery genie offers you an awkward power. Which would you rather have? Here are the options. A jittery genie. Is that what is he coming down off drinking? Jittery genie, Alex. Okay. Option one, nipple lights. (laughs) Option two, sonic burp. Option three, farting flight. Option four, navel laser. (laughs) Option five, tantrum quake. And option six, which I swear to God, if you get this, I'm going to shit. Fetal shield. (laughs) (laughs) What? What is a fetal shield? (laughs) Is that like every time you need a shield, a baby appears? My exact question. Or if you go into the fetal position, you're untouchable. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. My my immediate thought was a fetal shield is was oh my god babies are gonna pop up to like cover me from bullets babies yes of course yes this shields me from from death that's Alex where do you Alex that's why you can't have abortions they need to feed the fetal shield so (laughs) fetal shield. When you curl into a ball, you create an impenetrable circular force field with a radius of up to 10 meters. Mm. It can be smaller. You have to stay curled up for it to hold. You can roll slash tumble to move while shielded or have someone carry you. I love so it. It's like it's such a robust explanation of that. Uh, yeah. So it's like, when, what, yeah, it's okay. like when, um, when Samus from Super, Super Metroid becomes like the ball, only you can't yes. really move. You just need to yes. be you know, moved around. So that is what fetal shield is. Would you like <laughs> any other full descriptions? I would like the naval laser. Let's uh, naval, naval laser. So it's the same power as the dude from My Hero Academia, which is, I believe, a, 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 an anime. Only you don't get fatigued from you. So a guy shoots a laser out of his, from belly, his button. belly button. Yeah, and he d- well, you do not get fatigued. What can I cut with this laser? Is it just like a laser pointer? Like I can annoy cats or I can like cut steel, you know? Given, given, given the other descriptions, I believe it's like a pretty hot, you could, you could mess somebody up. You can blow a hole through. I can cut somebody in half, essentially. Yes. Yes. The tantrum quake, which is probably the most unique superpower I've heard in a while. You can summon up to a 10.0 magnitude earthquake with you at the epicenter. You're immune from damage. In order to trigger it, you have to be on your stomach, yelling, pounding, and kicking the ground like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I basically inferred that's what that one was. Okay. The tantrum quick. Uh, Nipple lights, probably the, the most underwhelming. Least, yeah. Underwhelming. Yeah. Your nipples I mean, shine an incredibly bright light. You can adjust yeah. the beam direction, the width, the focus, the brightness, and the color. The max brightness, though, is only 200,000 lumens. So you'll definitely blind someone temporarily. Wow. Yeah. Blinding nipple lights. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Sonic Burp, you're able to burp on command for as long as you want, as loud as you want, up to 250 decibels. You're immune. (laughs) You're basically like Siren or Screech or any superhero that can scream. You're immune to sound damage from your burps. That's key. And then Farting Flight, which has the most odd implications. (laughs) (laughs) You can fly up to 700 miles per hour and have the necessary secondary powers to not be screwed by physics, but only when propelled by your farts. Faster you Hmm. fly, harder you fart. Also, your farts now always reek badly. And on the plus side, you never need to fart unless you want to. So it's not like you're eating Uh. beans, sitting on a chair, and you explode through your ceiling. This is a tough one, man. This is is robust explanations. Yeah. I'm really confused here. It's like not the binary of choose A or B. It's like A, B, C, D. Yeah. E. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm really digging the, the fetal, <laughs> the shield. fetal shield. I want the shield to be made of babies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to be crawling up in the fetal position because that just looks super weak. Super it's something weak. like a beta. That looks like a beta male like Tucker Carlson or Tuck, Tuck would let that would go do. down. Yeah. They do beta male actions like yeah. fetal position. <laughs> Are you so, kidding me? Mr. BP is getting nipple lights. <laughs> so you're, yeah, he's, he's, you're right. You're right. He's got the cookie nipples anyway. You might as well turn them into lights. That's the way I, I view it. Um, damn those cookie nips. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't like the 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 farting flight. It just seems as though I'd have to eat dairy too much in order to do that. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> is is um, the un, is the is the difficulty defecating really worth the 700 mile per hour flight? Right? And like what if I just want just like I'm on a date because my wife died in a horrible car accident that I don't ever want to really talk about ever again. But then I'm on this date after her death, which I mourned. I mourned her death. Yeah, for um, an appropriate amount of time for mourning. Yeah, exactly. Like a but you're two, a catch, so you got to get... Two weeks elite, yes. Yeah. Two weeks I, has passed. I've mourned her death. I'm on a date, a Tinder date, and I just have to let a little squeaker go because I'm like at the movies and maybe I drank... I, I ate some ice cream and I shouldn't have the night yeah. before. And it's like, I got... It. So what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to jettison into the air? Like, is this the practicality of, of a silent but deadly fart you know, oh, it's just, oh, these are not silent but deadly. These are yeah. they are loud and they reek badly. Yeah, so it's like yeah. this is this is not a good superpower, I think. Um, yeah, especially it, if you're if you're trying to if you're trying to take somebody home. Yeah, you're not getting the whole Superman. Let me show up outside your window and fly you across the sky. No, you're very much happen. saying like, let's grab some really really difficult to to eat Thai food. <laughs> Yeah. Or just go go for go for broke Mexican and yeah, I, I want say, I want we're tacos. Gonna talk well. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you sights and smells you have never experienced before in your life. So I, I like the naval laser because I mean for obvious reasons I never need to carry a knife around. Yeah. Um, I don't like that it comes out of my navel my navel to be honest it seems yeah. a little beta male but i think I, i'm t- i'm torn really between the navel laser and but the you can uh, child work on shield. your pose right you can work on your you know your your navel True. laser pose True. which you know do i have to thrust my gut forward is yeah, like, I, well, I would i isn't that a part of the novelty like you want feels to like, like you could yeah yeah you know because i mean should. go goku would do that whole hand thing when he shot a kamehameha 
Sure. So with your naval laser, you want to be like, it's a, naval, it's a naval spirit bomb is what you're saying. Yes, yes. it really okay. is. Yeah, I think the practicality of the nasal, naval laser means you don't have to curl up like a beta male in the fetal position. Because yeah. you could just murk anything that comes at you with the laser. So I'm going to go with the laser. Yeah. I feel like the laser is a good choice. Yeah. Could you imagine like you sneeze and you're like, you're at the dentist, you know, I should just wreck the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Good call. Uh, what do I have here? I have a would you rather for you, but it's, I have to lie to you. You're, you sort of, I should have gone first because yours, <laughs> yours was too good. <laughs> Thanks for letting uh, me go second, asshole. <laughs> right. Uh, would you rather drink always from the toilet when you're thirsty or you'll always have to pee in a cat litter box? Ooh. Whose toilet? It could be like your toilet so you can ensure it's nice and clean. Does it have to be? <laughs> Does it have to be? <laughs> it could be. It could be your first. It could be you want, actually, but right, I'm giving you right? the option of making it your if, own. So, If you told me that I could only drink from the toilet and that toilet was Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's toilet. Oh, that I was just going to say if it's a famous celebrity you're into. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but, but see that, and that, that actually skews you towards the toilet drinking. It does. It really it does. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, my, my sustenance has shared space with mm. Ryan Reynolds, a Canadian treasure. Legend. Legendary. Legendary guy. Okay. It's Liberace's toilet. Ooh. Or it's, it's, um, That's whose tough. litter box could be bad here? The, um, the cat I live with litter box because <laughs> literally any litter box is going to be bad at this Alex, point yeah. Alex yeah. You're, I really lean towards the litter box if it's the litter box that I have to live with so I can, <laughs> yeah. ass, I can assert dominance in business <laughs> yeah. that is the most important uh, as a beta male every beta male knows every you, beta must male know. you must assert dominance peeing in the litter box yeah, this yeah. Is, that's it yeah uh, and so our, our listeners know I am allergic to cats <laughs> definitely and I, and, I, and I live with one because I love my partner and she's great but unfortunately she comes with baggage and that baggage is a snarling little piece of crap named Boo whose litter box always smells so if it if I had to if I had to choose and I couldn't get Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's toilet to drink out of, I would be urinating in that cat's litter box. You Honestly, I would drink more water every day just, <laughs> just, to, just to piss more and like race it a little bit, like race it. to. I know when it's like goes to the litter box, he's like, oh, I might go take a piss. I would race it to that litter box. <laughs> Do it first and be like, go. Now you can. Now, do, now you can do your thing. You could push around my piss, piss nuggets in the litter box. Oh my god! I yeah, this. Cat's I think great. I told you this before. Crystal had a cat when we met, right? Did I tell you this? And no, no. Crystal had a cat. How did Crystal you had a cat named Oscar? It was uh, an orange tabby, and oh, um, the Grouch. You know, she's like, we're getting kind of serious. We should move in together. I'm like, yep, it's. Um, 
it's me or the cat. Like, I'm just right off the bat. That's how I roll. And she's like, what do you want me to do with it? I'm like, well, you can give it away. You can put it down. It's really up to you, but it's not coming to my house. <laughs> and murder it so, with bare hands. You know? So Oscar was a special type of cat. She sent this cat. She put it up on whatever, in social media and said, oh, does anybody want this cat? Oh, yes. This woman's like, please, I'll take this orange tabby off your hands. 24 hours later, you got to come get this cat. <laughs> this cat's awful. It's picking on other cats. It's scratching and biting them. And uh, Crystal at that point's like, well, it looks like Oscar's a one-person cat. So she took it to the vet. What do I do with this cat? And the vet is trying to assess the cat. The cat's biting the vet. And the cat, the vet's like, yeah, this cat probably should be put down. No one's going to want it. So they put the cat down. Yeah. Alex, there are reasons... Oh, wh- they're, look, I can't have it. Can't have cats in the house. That's the way it Alex, goes. Alex, there are reasons why I think vets have an honorable job. Yeah. And that those reasons are solely the ones where they put down cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure Crystal doesn't want me telling that story. It's like, no. we didn't have any other choice. The cat no other choice. Was, yeah. was crazy. It was biting everyone. I, something was wrong with it. Alex, I don't know. What whatever, I yeah. what I love Poor is that cat. one of our under 100 listeners is <laughs> my partner Claudia, and I'm so <laughs> excited for her to hear the future fate of her cat. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you mean? It's going to grow old going and to grow old? Live a, just a productive life and then just die in its sleep peacefully? A cholesterol-ridden I, life. I look yeah. at this cat and I say I need to go to the gym. <laughs> like it's <laughs> Just so you I know, you should get the cat to start doing eating fatty foods and smoking. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling oh. you, like, like uh, high cholesterol and diabetes, or sorry, diabetes and smoking are like the number one reasons to have a heart attack. So yeah, you could actually put this cat on a sort of a like a collision course with with kidney failure and and uh, an early death. See, I've been doing yeah. it all wrong, Alex. I've been helping yeah. Claudia ensure she doesn't accidentally kill her own cat by, you know, bringing it off the balcony when it's minus 20 outside. Because I'm like, hey, <laughs> did you let the cat in? And she's like, yeah, I think so. Let's go to bed. Think- and I'm, she puts her earplugs in, goes to bed. I'm like, yeah, that cat's still probably- definitely on the balcony. She probably look at the, the balcony. <laughs> yeah, she's probably the balcony. Yeah, it's just there like, please don't let me die. And I'm like, I'm like, I got two options here right now, man. If it was Friday, you would be dead because dealing with a Saturday death of a cat, it's easy. I got all day. But dealing with like a Wednesday death of a cat, I'm like, no, I can't go do work. it. Can't no, do yeah, it. you're right. Yeah. 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 You know, she's going to make me do stuff. I'll have to like pick it up. <laughs> she won't want to touch it. It's her cat. No, it's her. She, she won't want to touch it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or worse, like she'll like drop, you know, she'll have a headache. She'll drop ibuprofen on the floor and like, you know, just not find it because it'll fall under the bed or the couch or something. And I'm like, you know what the easiest way to cause liver failure and felines is? Yeah, like 200 milligrams of ibuprofen. <laughs> there you go. I better go find that or else the cat <laughs> is going to die under the couch and it'll smell. It'll friggin' <laughs> smell. Uh, where's the cat? It reeks in here. <laughs> it, it smells like, it smells oh, like animal God. death in here. What is that? But yeah, so... Alex, it, it was good to get uh, to come back from hiatus and really just end on a high note with with cat. Death. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. With the <laughs> yeah. death of all cats, the yeah. death of really. If all. If you haven't seen a funny cat video, go on, um, go on the internet, type in uh, eHarmony cat lady. Gotcha. Brilliant. Just br- it's just brilliant. It's the girl you've seen this one where she's like 
uh, how do I describe myself? Well, I'm a cat lover. And then she starts to cry immediately. <laughs> she's like, I don't know if you've seen this, but you got to look at it. And she's like, I just want all the cats to save them. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this profile is not one I would click on. But hey, I'm going to watch it because it's hilarious. But yeah. Alex, it's usually cool. when I want a cat laugh, I just go to the SPCA's euthanasia policy. But I'll check oh, that one no. out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. There's a there's a TikTok trend where people are holding their cats over their phone and it's like goes chicken wing, chicken wing. I'll send you one of the videos. They're everywhere. Everyone's doing it. There's it's it's not funny, but just it's everywhere right now, and you gotta see it. So anyway. All right. Good Shout to talk to you. Yeah, good good talk. Say hi to the say hi to everyone there for me. All, likewise. all the one people that you know there. Yeah. Yeah. All all the one people. You likewise. Until next time. Until next time, sir. <laughs>